Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, save it. Save it. Save it for the pod. The pod's now. <laughs> Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast Ooh. about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon to talk over an opening weekend of the Gallagher Premiership. It's back. We, that means we can... We This, this episode will be Season 10, Episode this 1. This is it. Yeah. Wow. Into season 10. Wow. Here we are. And that's that's the correct season 10. We've because we we have missed a season in the past. Did we correct the fact that yeah. we Yeah. So we accidentally season missed sevens. season yeah, we had two season 7s, missed season 8, so we jumped to season 9. Oh, yes. Okay. So we corrected it. Yeah. That's that's what happens when you do podcasts for a decade, you administrative <laughs> errors are bound to happen. More episodes of this podcast than there is of the Simpsons. <laughs> it's got to be close. No, no, it is. <laughs> yeah. Is that really? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't actually know. But yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't be right. I mean, Simpsons have been going on for 30, 30 years. years. Yeah, yeah. they do it in seasons. And they have breaks because they're lazy. Yes, they are very lazy. Very lazy. Not We're, They don't put it out every Monday morning. No, no Every Monday morning, 52 weeks a year, except for bank holidays. Which, by the way, what are we going to do next weekend? Do it Because there's a bank holiday on oh. next Monday. Oh. Don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Okay. Good question. We'll let yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. just in advance for our American uh, our Amer- American listeners who often get confused on the occasion when it's not there on a Monday, if it's ever not there on a Monday, it's only because there's a public holiday. And um, in this case, a day of mourning, National Day of Mourning, um, which does link to something we'll get into. But let me just quickly remind you that we're everywhere you can get a podcast. And if you haven't already hit subscribe, that's one way you can... Show your appreciation for the fact there's a pod every two, uh, every week, 52 weeks a year for into our 10th season now. Uh, you can also um, uh, subs- yeah, subscribe, wasn't it? You can leave a five-star review. You can go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash egg chasers for extra content. Yeah. Um, I, reckon, I reckon we're very close to The Simpsons. So they're 728. Yep. We've done 10 years of 52 weeks, plus then bonus episodes and well, all can, the rest of it. So I can tell you how many we've done, if I can grab my phone. We how won't, how we do won't, you know? not be far off. So, does well, your podcatcher... I, I tried your your recommendation of a pod thing, and, it, and every podcast I searched for, it couldn't find it. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really odd. So I had to, That's I'm, weird. I'm stuck on CastBox, oh. um, which I can tell you, 
This is real. I should have. I mean, we should have planned that we were going to do this because this is not an exciting. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the riveting start start of the season that the season deserves. But there again, when Premiership rugby can't be bothered giving it the riveting start that it deserves, why should we? <laughs> <laughs> this is our six hundred and fiftieth episode. Ah, so we're catching them, but we're yeah. not there yet. There we go. So an, an extra uh, seventy-eight, and we'll We'll be there by the end of the season. So, so this yes. question team: Do we start by talking about? Rugby more generically, and Premiership rugby more generically, and their ridiculous handling of the death of Queen Elizabeth II, or do we get into some actual rugby? Phil? I'd, I'd go for, let's get the ridiculous stuff out of the way, yeah, and then let's, let's yeah. talk about the good stuff, because there was some bloody good rugby on show. There's some amazing rugby on show. Amazing rugby. Um... Yeah, now there was said, some amazing rugby not on show as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which again, yeah, we'll, which, we'll, yeah. which we'll touch on. So be- I'll lead off on this. Well, right? be- before we get into it, I just want to congratulate you. We didn't we didn't coordinate this. We didn't share any text message about this. But I am delighted to see you both in black tie, looking resplendent. As am I, of course, respectfully. Yes, of course. Well, that's, that's how I've been dressed for the last three days now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that we've all gone for proper black shoes as well. Like yeah, yeah, highly polished. Proper leather, highly polished shoes. Yeah, mm. some Ox- Oxford brogues. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, well, that's the only way that you can do that. You can do respect, or the best way to respect the passing of the Queen is to suspend Premiership rugby for what forty-four hours. Because, as I understand it, that's that, that. Those were her dying wishes. She really wanted Bath in Bristol to be played on Saturday, and she just couldn't leave this world until she knew that sale would be suspended until Sunday. I mean, it was the most amateur clown show of public relations and communications I have ever seen in my entire life. That, that's surely an exaggeration, but, nope. I take, but I will take your point. <laughs> no, 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 it's spot on. The lady, bless her, was in her 90s. It was not unforeseen that she might pass away soon, right? And yet Premiership Rugby did not have a coherent message for anybody when this happened. Every single organisation that's either a media organisation or indeed employs a media professional managed to get this right, or nearly right. And I can speak to this as someone who hosts a radio show. I have had OBIT procedure training over, well, every now and again, it'll just be a reminder, by the way, refresh yourself with our OBIT procedure uh, and there's a document in the studio, which is there that, right next to me that I can see any time. There's a there's a playlist that I know exactly where it is. So that there is there is a plan, a contingency in place for what happens. And everybody, producers, presenters, bosses, head of music, advertising people, the news team, everybody knows what they were doing and have done for the last number of years. And what's more, to your point, JB, it's not just that this isn't an unforeseen set of circumstances, being as Her Majesty the Queen was 96 years of age when she passed away. Her husband, Prince Philip, died 18 months ago. Yes. And I'm sure there would have been discussions at that point, how do we handle this? And I'm sure in the aftermath of that, any organisation worth their salt would have gone, right, bearing in mind that's just happened, probably best we just iron out exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. When and if, well, when (laughs) when the Queen dies. Completely agree. So on Thursday... It looks like grassroots rugby was going to be cancelled. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like it was going to be cancelled. Then we get to the morning. I'm trying to arrange my press accreditation to go to sell shocks. And they think they're going to be cancelled completely. Then they think it's going to be rearranged to Sunday. And then we get a leak from Premiership Rugby itself to a journalist 
saying all the games on Friday will be on. Then football cancelled their games and then all hell breaks loose. And then rugby decides, right, we're going to keep our games going, but we are going to rearrange the two Friday games for reasons I do not quite understand. I think it's ridiculous. Um, The other thing which really annoyed me about this was the waiting for the Department of Sports, Media and Culture, or whichever way around that goes. DCMS. DCMS. Why do we need a government department to tell us if we can play rugby? Even the government department was like, this is completely up to you. You make your own call. We 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 knew about that by about 11 o'clock. And Premiership Rugby, who actually employ, they actually pay money to people to do the communications. Couldn't get a message out. There has never been a stronger need for a commissioner or some leadership at the top of rugby than there is now. So... You, what you have to remember with, with Premiership Rugby, and I, I kind of agree, and I, I want to get Phil in in a minute. Sorry, Phil, don't want to hog, hog No, it. no. Um, there are 13 stakeholders yeah. who are the clubs. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the point is that an organisation like Premiership Rugby, as, as we've just discussed, should have at some point in the last however many years and periodically reviewed what do they do in certain circumstances so, it ca- so there was no discussion needed. It was just... Right, this this thing that we talked about as, that, that might happen has happened. Let's implement the plan that we've already planned. Yeah. But unfortunately, <clears> what, what they then had to do was get on the phone or get onto a video call or whatever with the 13 stakeholders. And what I understand is two teams... I've heard what, two teams, yeah. Two teams... Well, this is just what we've heard. And mm. we, we, I, I, I'm not confirming or... I'm, I'm not saying this is verified. It's just... This is all we're working on. It's just the facts yep. bubbling around in the ether. And what appears to be the case is that two clubs said they don't want the games on Friday to go ahead. Those two clubs were not two of the clubs that were playing on the Friday. They can't do that. And as a result, because it wasn't unanimous, Premiership Rugby then said, oh, well, we can't do it. We, we've got to do that. I would just but play. That's, yeah, that's, that's a weird one. Because I understand having kind of unanimous uh, voting rights for fundamental decisions about the league structure, the trajectory, all of that. But this is cancelling other people's games. If that yeah. is what's that happened. Yeah. yeah. Like the status quo was those games were going ahead. It should only be if it's like you're breaking the status quo would need a unanimous vote. Yeah. Um, uh, so this, this just didn't make sense. That like sounds like if it that's needs, the way it's gone. Yeah, it sounds like it need unanimous a unanimous vote to move the games, but not to keep them. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Co- consequently, I mean, I'm sure there are other examples of this, and it's particularly the case for Northampton Sale. I mean, if, if you're a Northampton fan and you know what the traffic can be like around the M60 yeah. on a Friday evening, you're you're getting off in plenty of time. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. And, you've, you've, and you've booked like, hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sale have booked catering staff and they've booked bar staff and they've booked <sighs> security and all of the other logistics involved, which they will have to pay again. Yeah, so uh, the clubs, I don't think... Well, the clubs that didn't want these games to go ahead have got to shoulder some burden for this, I, I think. Premiership Rugby have to shoulder some burden for it because they're an organisation that just are not fit... Ooh, okay? Yeah, it's just a, a little bubble yeah. on the line. Because <clears> they're just not fit to run the sport. Uh, that's what it's come down to now. Whether everyone in there is not fit or it's just the communications department, I do not know. But they should. They, I think lots of people at Premiership Rugby should resign. At least at least one person in Premiership Rugby should, should, should resign. Um, to your point about the fans and whatnot, Bristol. Bristol... Um, managed to sell something like 20-plus thousand tickets. It was, it was a sellout, I think. Was it? I mean, yeah, as near you, as damn it. You would expect it to be. First yeah. game of the season, local rivalry. So Big players on show. The clubs have made a real effort locally in order to get the start of the season underway and 
have a massive event for the opening weekend. Mm. And yet, no one will be talking about that because all on Friday, it was about the nonsense from Premiership Rugby not being able to, mm. not being able to communicate properly. It got to the point that they didn't even release the teams. They didn't even release the teams on, on Friday at 12 o'clock. I, can ne- I can't remember a single time that that has happened. Now, just, just take a step back for, uh, for a minute. And, and clearly, the, the, the worry was, or the consideration was, the appropriate level of respect or um, whatever the right etiquette would be in such a situation. And football very early said, no, yep. that's it. All games, even down to... like. There was no Sunday league matches. There was no ridiculous. There was no kids playing. No um, today. Yeah, um, f- football is slightly different. Yeah, just because the main reason it's different is because the Queen was the patron of the FA. So I think it's probably right for them to show a, yeah. a s- slightly greater level of respect over that weekend. Um, so, so I guess but equally, I would have been happy. Yeah. Like personally, I would have been happy for it to go ahead. But I can understand the decision yeah. that just, they took. Do you know? I just don't understand what these people get paid for, because you just want leadership at, at this time, don't you? That, that's that's exactly that's the point. Because it, yeah. f- uh, where I was at was it doesn't. I don't actually. Well, people can agree, disagree with whatever decision is made, and you'll swallow it and you'll deal with it and move on, and that's fine. But I think it is a measure of weak leadership when no decision was made for so long. Yeah, agreed. It can be the wrong decision, but at least make one. So the other element of this is, I think rugby organisations, particularly the Premiership, have lost their way in terms of what are we here to do? So if you talk to the people in, in the comms department in Premiership Rugby, you would think that like the last consideration on their mind was facilitating rugby games. It's about sending the correct message, wearing the correct shoelaces, um, waving the correct flags. Um, so it's all about these other things but it's not about playing rugby. Your number one goal as an organisation is to facilitate rugby games. They should have said right at the start, it is our, <clears throat> it is our intent to play these games sub, sub, subject, to, subject to change. And play them when they're intended to for all of the reasons yeah. that we've already set out. For, I mean, the, for the disruption, the, the travel plans, the players, the fans, everyone who's going to be working those games. And, and if, you wanna, if you want to use those hours, I'll tell you what you do. You... Move heaven and earth to make sure there is a brass band. Yeah, that there is military people there. That the are the flags at half mast. Yeah, are the as all the players got a black armband to wear. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, um, all of that sort of stuff. You could have made it a really, really would special. You, would special you make people occasion. wear? Would you make people people wear black armbands? Well, what if they're a, a Republican? Or, or an Irish Republican. I, I have no... I've got no issue with anyone no, doing yeah. whatever they yeah, want to do yeah. or don't want to do. I'd keep the armbands off them, personally. But anyway... Well, well, yeah. let, let people do what they want yeah, to if do. If they want to wear an armband, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Absolutely. But my, my point being, there's lots of things you could have used that time for after you'd already made a decision. Yeah. So that if you make a decision that someone disagrees with, they then turn on the telly and go, oh, do you know what? That was lovely. Yeah. Well, yeah. The other angle to this is... Um, Oh, it's, just, it's absolutely, absolutely escaped me now. So, was so, it the fact that it that. wasn't televised? Um, what wasn't televised was one. No, sorry, yeah, it's gone. The, the, the game not being televised is to go from having a televised game to a non-televised, as in um, the Friday yeah. night game. Now, they, one more point on this. The Premiership Rugby actually had an example of what could be done because there were two football games that went ahead. Well, there's more football games, but there's two Europa League games um, West Ham 
and Man United. Man United. Both yeah. played Thursday, yeah. an hour and a half after the announcement on the Thursday. And uh, I didn't watch it because I was on either of them because I was on a train. But what I read about was certainly the West Ham game. They were intending to have a minute, minute silence. That was called, which broke out into a um, quite um, an emotional ver- render of God Save the Queen from the West Ham fans, which is, I think, a brilliant and respectful tribute. Mm. So you could, they definitely could have gone ahead with these games on the like, I don't I don't know what they were expecting to happen it would have been a great example they would have been one of the first cabs off the rank to show yeah the, and, the respect and, the tributes and I watched rugby league playoffs because that was the only sport that was on, <laughs> and on were, Friday and, night and they were spicy weren't they Friday night's game was particularly spicy and just imagine Friday night sports fans sitting down at their telly what's on then Bristol Bath Hear that atmosphere. Yeah. See yeah. Ellis Gens rampaging. What an advert. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know, the cancellations as well. If it was normal times and they wanted to cancel it, I'd say, yeah, okay, I see why you want to do this. It's a very rare occasion that we cancel things because previously we'd move heaven and earth to get these games played. And very occasionally you cancel something because, like, when Anthony, when Anthony Foley died, they cancelled that game. You completely understand it. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think now, yeah. after COVID and all the cancellations... Cancellation isn't respectful anymore. It just reminds us of a terrible, terrible time. Well, I, I, and I, I, I think I, we should just get rid of that as as a mark of respect. It's not a mark well, of, of respect at all. I think the the thing I find odd is, and I can see, I I could have swallowed it if we if rugby had done what football had done. I might not have agreed with it, but I could, you know, I could go with it at least in some to to a degree. It makes total sense. What isn't, what doesn't make any sense is we need to postpone Friday's games. Saturday and Sunday's games are all okay. going ahead. Let's go. Yeah. And, yeah. and we'll move everything. And I don't know what the ins and outs were about why the games weren't broadcast. But I, my, my, my best guess would be it's very, very expensive to put on a live event. Yeah. Mm. And cancelling it that late, I can tell you from, from my point of view, if I'd have been driving to Ashton Gate to go and report uh, on the rugby there, and I would have been told, I, actually, you might as well go back home because the game's been postponed. Or... We'll have to stump up more money for a hotel so you can stay in Bristol because yeah, the game's on people, tomorrow. People just think like you repeat a sports event no, no, and no. exactly the same I, thing. It's I, ridiculous. I would, I would get my, I would get paid for Friday, and mm-hmm. then if I were to do it again, I would get paid, paid again on well. Saturday, and and multiply that by producers, cameramen, yeah. everything else. It's masses of cash. Yeah, yeah. well, that's rugby's first rule, isn't it? Cocker gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's massive. It is masses of cash that the clubs don't have. Many of the clubs are are in. As we've seen all too closely mm. with Worcester, with Wasp, with other clubs, they just don't have this cash to be messing around like this. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about, let's move this on slightly, right? Because the opening weekend is meant to be the greatest event in the sport outside of the final, I would say. Yeah, the final weekends oh, and yeah. the, 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 the Christmas, so it's, you've got the big Christmas derby games, you've got big game eight. Big game, and then I loved it when it was big, 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 big game, game eight, eight yeah. or whatever it is, big game fourteen big game or eight. whatever it is now. Um, yeah, so the, the two finals, the Christmas games, big game mate. Yep, uh, <laughs> and the opening weekend, and yeah, yeah, yeah. When Saracens do their London Stadium or yeah, yeah, or Tottenham, so that's, Tottenham I guess or whatever. The, yeah, the, the difference with those is 
they are just one. They're um, one off. They're one offs, aren't they? But there's the one of the game at there's Irish. one of the six. Yeah, all of those. It's one of the six yeah. Yeah. Uh, games. Whereas this is a full weekend where yeah, everything right, is massive. Right. Now right. rugby is not in a good place. Let's not pretend it is. All, owners are still forking out bags of cash for all sorts of stuff. But I tell you what, I looked at Exeter in that stadium and I thought, wow. Okay, if it, it might be so, it might be salvageable. I've been to Gloucester. I saw Gloucester on TV again. I thought, yeah, there is something going on here. Um, who's the other one that's very impressed with? Oh, Bristol Bears, obviously. Mm. But you know, if you reverse that fixture and you have it in Bath, I think that would be rocking. Yeah, yeah. If Harlequins were at home for opening weekend, they would be rocking. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some of these teams now. I mean, Leicester would be another one. Northampton would be another one. Yeah, yeah. They're really, you know, they're. They're not on a stable footing, but you can see that there is something there. Now, where you struggle is when you look at the live televised... No, sorry, the televised game up in Newcastle, and it's just a little bit sketchy. London it's- Irish are still not filling that stadium or even close, but they carry on playing rugby like that. They'll, they'll soon be filling it. Yeah. I mean, that's the best and, advert they've got. And Newcastle, while the they're not filling the stadium, though, certainly nowhere near the same level as some of the other teams that you've mentioned... They put in a good performance, a, a deceptively, deceivingly good yeah. performance, far better than I was expecting when you look at the, the teams on paper. Um, yeah, and I wonder if, uh, this is another one of those salary cap things, which is the teams that I've mentioned that were absolutely rocking, Exeter, pro, uh, you know, Le- Leicester Villa Stadium, Northampton, Gloucester, um, Harlequins, pro- probably Saracens. If they're, These are all teams that think they can win it. Which is remarkable. Mm. Like, it was uh, seven teams that think they can win it. Did you either of you watch uh, Simon Massey Taylor on BT Sport? I did. No, I didn't. On Rugby Tonight. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's worth going back to watch. So I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll be going back to watch it in more detail because it was kind of on in the background. But he said a few interesting things that I caught. One, one of one of which was, I think he said there's been was it was it nine or was it eleven different teams in the. Top uh, four? No, uh, I can't remember. Was it 11 of the 13 teams have been in the playoffs in the last nine years? Yeah, something like that. So that it was, it was a stat of yeah. that kind of... Yeah, which is... So that's that kind of proves the point that you're making, or it's, it's evidence towards the point that you're making, that there are multiple teams who are, all think they can win it and are in good contention. He also spoke, interestingly, because obviously you've mentioned the, the kind of poor communications and some of the work that... Um, Premier Rugby needs to uh, sell what is a fantastic product. It really is. Uh, How? Yeah. Um, now he did. I missed a lot of this, but he talked about some of the work, the research that they've done yep. on the ten million uh, people who would class themselves as rugby fans to a greater or lesser degree in England. I think it was. Yeah. So that's like one in six. Yep. Um, People who tune into the Lions or Six Nations or... Yeah, yeah, or anything, who would watch a rugby game. And then he went on to say, and I think I only got the first point around um, what you what Premiership Rugby believe you, they need to do to increase the figure from... Uh, to convert more of them, yeah. people, to regular weekly. Regular, yeah. Regular, yeah. it might not even be weekly, but regular watchers, and, and, bi-weekly, and, monthly. And they know... And again, this is something we do in radio. Even though you have an audience that's all kind, everyone's different, and all kinds of different people, you have a target in mind. So um, I've worked on stations before where it was a uh, your target. It would Dave, be a thirty-two-year-old male, yeah, in, in Manchester. Imagine you're talking to that person, basically. Yeah, and you imagine you're talking to that person, and obviously, you're talking to lots of different people. But 
that there's a there's a sort of identity people it means you get a consistency of message when when people listen anyway they've got three of those sort of types in mind three groups in mind have they yeah, yeah. what are the groups one so i heard was the younger yeah. more excitable more like high end people who are um engaged by the higher energy the yeah. more attractive and, and that might be the the you think about what the NFL has done. They, yeah. make, they make it feel like a, a big event. Every, it's, yeah. it's not just about what's on the field. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You've got some people who love the action, all, all action, and they, and they just want this. That's about the style of play. Yeah, those yeah. are the people who want to ban the box kick and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I can't remember what the third one was now. No. Well, I, I actually yeah. didn't didn't catch that bit, but I will go back and listen. Because I thought, I thought on the whole, he's... He spoke well. Yeah, I've heard good things about the guy. To be yeah, fair, yeah. Now it's, I've just looked it up. So he was appointed in October last year. Yeah. So he's coming up for twelve months. He has now got to start making a difference. Yeah, he, he does. Got us because this this was not a great advert for Premiership no. rugby. I mean, after, I, after some preceding not great adverts for Premiership rugby over the past few well, years. Well, I mean, he's 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 inherited an absolute clown a clown show of an organisation. Um, Darren well, okay. Darren Childs was awful. I understand what you're saying, but. Again, the, the issue I have and the sympathy I have with, with Premiership Rugby is they are there to represent their 13 shareholders and there is an yeah, element yeah. where those clubs all need to actually be pulling in the same direction. And and if there's any splinter or any factions it, within those 13, it's impossible to manage. Need, needs commissioner. Can needs we, commissioner. We, yeah, we have, we've spoken about that in um, the past yeah. multiple times, but w- one, of the, one of the best examples is changing the rules of punishment partway through... The investigation into someone who broke the rules of punishment in order to make the punishment suit what was perceived to be yeah. the level of crime. Yeah. Like, that is just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get That's a commissioner, cr- and I said, what we could get some bloody good names, mm. some well, real, real good names. If you just look at the, the kind of the two big um, investigations, they had the miners, was it miners and yep. the Dyson um, reports. They were. Brilliant! They were really well done. It's interesting, isn't it? Big names in the legal. JB world. wants more of Vince McMahon. Yeah, character. yeah I was going to say it's yeah. interesting. We agree on the big picture. The details are substantially different. <laughs> you want Lord Falcon or Lord Dyson? Uh, you want like Clarkson? Yeah, and I want The Rock or, <laughs> the Rock. or Vince McMahon. I think Silvio Berlusconi is as the lead commissioner. <laughs> He's a rugby fan. Yeah, he is. He used to own a bloody rugby team. <laughs> Look, there, there we go. There's a question I want to put out. So contact Chases at gmail dot com. Um, who would be, genuinely? Who do you think would make a great Premiership? Rugby Jamie Cudmore would be a great, a great <laughs> commissioner. <laughs> Good. Or maybe a commissioner, commissioner's clerk or something. Someone that follows the commissioner around. Yeah. What about if the TMOs and the ref can't make a decision within ninety seconds? Sending Jamie up. That the commissioner automatically comes up on the screen with a thumb up or a thumb down <laughs> for a try. Um, <laughs> That's some great ideas. Uh, so yeah, who who's your who would be your ideal? rugby premiership rugby commissioner um uh, let's segue into the rugby with this we've got an email i just mentioned our contact tedchases at gmail.com uh, james young thank you very much um he said i enjoyed the seven pods this week this is last week he was talking about um where is the patreon pod slackers we got one up there Go in the on. end but thank you for your support yep. there uh, he said um this is the kind of Im- insight i listened to the pod for and it just happened to be our an advert that oh, appears great, in, in the middle of the podcast, which is just perfectly timed. Here we go. Oh, come on. Oh. It is here. It just my phone. Some, uh, for there was a period of time where there was some terrible management of that of the club. Yeah, they should have been relegated twice. 
they managed to avoid it both yes. times and they then uh, only a season or two after they should have been relegated twice they do they win the whole thing and with their remaining kudos the very little national respect that they had left as a dying club they pick up a free case of beer oh (laughs) wow a free case of beer amazing that's what Aston did Oh, sorry, sorry, that's just going on to my... Oh, God, oh, God! <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> 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 that was close. <laughs> it was almost like that story you told before the pod. Yeah, Ooh, crikey. Careful. Um, yeah, so opening weekend, let's talk about the games, because there is a lot of lot of rugby. I mean, the way that we said that lots of teams can win this, I think, is reflected by the fact that lots of teams took the lead, lost the lead, some incredible, incredibly close games. Let's talk about the Patrick Schickling try to start with and the Exeter yes. game. Because when he goes over for that final try, it is a magic moment. That is a great moment. Isn't it awesome? Because he's already been denied once and then he does it again. Have that. Yeah, they've been held up over the line twice, dropped the ball multiple times, turned over five metres from the line and you thought they missed it. Then they have the penalty, kick, not an easy kick, but a kickable penalty to level it and Exeter do Exeter things, go for the oh. corner... The clock basically in the red. They have to score, and they do. Do you know? I just I, really, I, I really thought they weren't going to when they did it. Though it, this is my favourite game of the weekend by a country mile, and the reason I love it so much is because you just got these two organisations who are organised and sort of they are very cerebral in in, in what they do. You can see Ali Heifer and you can see um, Rob Baxter chewing their pens and you know going through all the things which have planned and built processes for for the last six months and then when they're not getting the results that they need right at the end they don't panic i mean they must have such unbelievable faith in what they are being told from their coaches that they just carry on plugging away because they had a whole season where moves like that were not coming off yeah yeah but they had two seasons or more before that where they were coming off so they've they've had that blip but it's a it's amazing. I think we'll talk, touch on it. It's amazing to see that they are trusting the process. Yeah. And when when I say we'll touch on it, now this game, I was I watched the first, say the first twenty minutes, and Leicester were doing Leicester things. Even though Freddie Burns at ten, um, they were kicking a huge amount, which is what they do. Mm. And I was half expecting Exeter to not get into the kicking battle to do what they do, which is possession rugby. Mm. And they kind of got a little bit more down the the kicking route. Uh, they kicked a penalty. Yeah. They, uh, as in, they kicked sticks to get three points from a penalty. Um, they did kick out of hand a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. But maybe it's a bit of the... They'd perhaps gone too far in the possession rugby trust the process. Um, we will grind it out if it takes a thousand phases and we have to kill every single one of our forwards on the pitch in doing it, <laughs> we will do it, to, well, maybe there is an alternative when the time is right, we can kick from hand, we can kick sticks and do it. It doesn't have to not be the Exeter way, but it just has to be a bit more sensible than just applying the same formula over and over and over and over again if we're not getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you took that away from this, yeah, a bit no, more I, of a movement. A hundred percent. Like you say, if uh, I can't remember what team it was, it was always like, have a couple of goes, and then if it, if it's not happening, well, that's the um, Dave, that's the Dave Rennie approach. You have two cracks. If you don't get if you get over the game line, you have another crack. If you don't get over the game line twice, you kick it away. 
Mm. I mean, that's basically it. And that's a pretty good rule to work your rugby by. Mm. Getting over the game line, by all means, just yeah, carry keep, on going. Keep going. Yeah. But if you're not, there is, and you see sometimes some teams yeah. doing it for I, far too long, playing around the halfway line, and just you can see the defense is getting more and more buoyed, the attack is getting more and more tired and slow, and then getting crushed backwards, and they just need to put put boots on. Um, yeah. Being when you're a big forward, actually, you, you get quite a lot of energy from defense, partic- particularly when you're when the opposition aren't making ground. Mm. You, you actually get quite a lot of energy from that. And it's not as taxing because the ta- the tackles are being spread around. When you're being made to turn and run back twenty meters every every minute or two, it's um it does take it out of you in, over the eighty minutes. Uh, now it's, yeah, it's not to say that Exeter went entirely no, down no, that no, route. Not at all. If, just just one one quick stat because it is quite um, startling. Uh, Exeter one hundred and sixty one runs with ball in hand. Leicester fifty-eight. Wow. Well they a hundred times more wow. They like to pick and choose their battles uh Leicester more than anyone else, really. It, it's I it, I think it's less than that. They their modus operandi is kick. Mm. Kick first and everything else is secondary. Yeah. yeah, they have to be very certain. Well, when I watch them, they look like they have to be very certain about success in the backs before they give their backs mm. any any ball. But back to the style of play. That's what I love about Leicester's recruitment process this season. You look at Gopeth coming in at 12, who I want to talk about a little bit more in a second. And you think, yeah, that's a great signing for what they want to do. I wasn't a big fan of the Pollard signing. But actually, I think Pollard in that 12 shirt would be a, phen- you know, a phenomenal asset for what they want to do. He w- Yeah, yeah. Because you, you've then got two options for 10 and two options for 12 who are, well, <laughs> kickers. They can they can distribute, but they they can all kick. Yeah, let's just go back to Gopeth. I want to talk about him in just a second. I can't think of another guy who's done such a fantastic job so late in his career reinventing himself. He was an out and out ten when he went to Wasps, an out and out ten, and then he was joined by Dan- Danny Cipriani. And needs must well, we've got to play this guy. We'll give him a go at twelve, and he just has got better and better and better. And I think there's a little bit of um, Mark Atkinson about this move, which is. In one of my Rugby Dungeon interviews, Mark Atkinson was explaining that by moving a 10 to 12, all of a sudden you just get a really good kicking option at 12 and a really Mm. good second pair of hands. And he's done it ridiculously well. I can only think of really Chris Ashton moving to fullback, but that's not as big as moving to 10 to to 12, I don't think. And And he doesn't do it as frequently or as well. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, not as successful, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even if he, I mean, he has done it very well, like you say. It's also a very astute thing to have done, because if you're looking around going, where where is the hole that needs filling? And we talked about it, we talk about it again and again, that 12 Mm. is a problem position. Mm. Yeah, it is. Everyone, uh, everyone should try and convert to a twelve. Sam Burgess did it. Yeah, Richie Vernon did it. Or convert from a twelve. From, uh, so Tom Youngs did it. Was it ben? Yeah, Tom yeah, Youngs. That, did that it. was his mistake. Imagine how many Lions caps he'd have if he'd stayed, stayed as a twelve. Stayed at twelve. <laughs> disastrous. Disastrous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Leicester are looking very much like the, the old school AC Milan teams, just getting expert professionals at the end yeah. of their career and plugging them in. And I, I'm all for it. Oh yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it, is, it is a bit of a money ball type thing. But they're young guys. I love George, George Martin putting about fifty tackles. It was ridiculous. Oh, and he put in, so him and uh, Kirsten, they had a few nice hits against each other. There's one shortly into the first half where Martin absolutely leveled Kirsten, and then two or three minutes later, 
Kirsten levels he's Martin. Good, Kirsten. It was awesome, that tell, little battle. Tell the boy that I do like, and I think he's going to keep Simmons out of the team for a little... For, not maybe out of the team, but they're going to swap a lot of time, is Capstick. Really like Capstick. I think he's athletic, he's fast, he's strong. Maybe a little bit wiry. I, I think he'll be playing open side. He'll, he'll have that seven shirt, which Christ Chunza had uh, this weekend. He wasn't, he wasn't too bad. So all of a sudden, we're like, oh, they're a little bit weak up front, um, Exeter. Like, actually, they'll be all right. They'll yeah. look after themselves. They... Smart bit of recruitment in there. Fill a couple, fill of, a couple of holes. I missed. Uh, I didn't. I. I oh. did. I didn't watch all the games. So, what was their? What did they run out to? Uh, got no I was idea. Not paying attention. And no. I know. So, I don't know if they did because it was all um, God save the Queen. Ah, of it course. was very somber. Of course. So, did the fans have any replacement for Tom Hawkchop? Not that I know of. Again, didn't no. notice it. Didn't notice it. The rugby, the rugby was too ferocious. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, oh, talking of ferocious things, I love keeping Dave Hewers on the bench and occasionally poking him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes on. He, was, he did. <laughs> he did very nicely when he came on. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, at Exeter. Well done, Exeter. It's, yeah. Well done. Yeah, but it's if they hadn't have got that try at the end, it would have been really disappointing but because that, they they there were two tries to nil up. At home, mm-hmm. they should have been able to close out a lead, and Leicester came back. But that's the Premiership. That's why you've got seven teams that can win this thing, it's or eleven, or, or nine. Or or n- s- I don't know. So the number. There is a number. There's of a number teams. of teams. That's why these games are ridiculous and why it's such a good league. <laughs> Indeed. Well, quickly before we get onto another game, um, uh, any rugby in your world this weekend, Phil? Uh, you got, that, you got well, an offer of a game. Uh, did I? Yeah, BP threes or something. Got an offer to, offer to come and play for Broughton Park. Uh yes. But you turned that down. Um, I I couldn't. My wife's been on uh, working all weekend, so I've had the kids. How how did you get on in your game against Warrington? We had a comfortable win. Good. Um, social good afterwards. Social was phenomenal. What uh, uh, what, what uh, who is are you a social secretary or anything? No, I don't have any official role other than line up God. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and cornerstone of the cornerstone the scrum. of the cornerstone of the scrum. Yeah, other than that, that's that's my official role, sort of forwards coach ish. Um, social was excellent. It, it was double denim. We oh, had loved, loved denim. Double denim. <laughs> superb. We had a great ref too. We had. A level five ref, Refus. Excellent. Um, who looks like a level five ref? Uh, Twenty-seven gets on the park, got to breakdowns, just made all the right decisions. We were playing particularly well, and we played on, in the Armitage Centre on their three G. Whilst our change rooms are getting refurbished, so those change rooms are going to look absolutely awesome by the time, by, by the time it's finished. Uh, and it was just a great game. It, we could play really quick the way that we wanted to play. And yeah, we had a, a good win against a very good Warrington team who came and put their best foot forward. And that's a, uh, you know beating Warrington for us is a very very big win because Warrington are a big a good club. Team. Interestingly, Warrington refers to themselves, and I do not like this at all, as wire. Do they? They do. Why like uh, Warrington Wolves rugby league team? Yeah. Why are why are why are why are? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's. Interesting that you mentioned the the referee there. We couldn't have games without these referees and all of the ones that lace up and trot out on a Saturday or a Sunday are a credit to themselves and the sport and um, and we're very thankful for them. 
feels feels like a however's coming. Uh, yeah, doesn't it? Not yeah. a however. And, <laughs> and I'm interesting. And I'm not complaining about the uh, referee per se in the game that I turned out for uh, at the weekend. Gone. However, okay, okay, yeah, I'm interested. You had a, a level five ref that was very young and fit. Not so much in in the game that I played, and consequently, uh, the rucks were like it was. It was like twenty years ago, where the refs don't. I'm not getting involved in that ruck. You sort it out. And twenty years ago, I would have absolutely loved giving and taking a bit of shoe pie. Mm. But this is one of the reasons why I went. This is why I'm not going to play loads. I'll, but I'll keep. I'll, I'll still play. Um, but I won't play loads. Is because I was. I was actively running around, and I was I was getting stuck in ball carries, tackles, all the rest of it. But I was, I was thinking, I don't really want to get stuck into those rucks because I don't I don't well, I don't want to jackal at least. Yeah, I'm not going to jackal because the number of times where you get yourself in a really good jackal position, five seconds goes by, there's no whistle. Surely he's given a penalty now, and someone comes, comes and in, absolutely steaming. smashes the back of your neck. Well, there's a learning, to, a, a learnings to be taken here, as Premiership rugby seems to say. <laughs> Uh, which is leave the rock alone. Jackling uh, uh, amateur rugby is always a hazardous p- pursuit because you don't know what the referee's interpretation is of it, and well, you're ne- often ne- neither does the ref. Yeah, you're twenty meters away. <laughs> so just leave, leave it alone. Leave it alone. And also, it, it's it's precarious because not very many people can do it and come off their feet or you know support their own body weight and all the rest of it. So just leave just just leave it alone, and yeah. everyone will be happier. But I guess because that, they're going to drop the ball, I guarantee you that. If you give a, you know, your third team opponents the ball for any length of time, they will drop that ball. Just a matter of time. Do you? But, but this is this is what I noticed. It's one of the first times I've ever, within a game, had the thought: try not to get injured. Yeah. I've got. I, I pay for a CrossFit subscription. I want to be able to do yeah. that session on Monday. I, I want to get up and coach the under 15s tomorrow. That is. A, I feel like that's a dangerous feeling to have because yeah. that's when you get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's. When you're not going to commit properly, therefore your technique will be not quite right. Therefore, which I think I've earned the right to do after Absolutely. after years and years of playing rugby. I was yes. talking to a friend of mine who played um, in the in the Premiership, and he said, the re- "Humble brag." Yep, <laughs> and he how, said, "How is Jamal?" No, 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 no. retired, retired. Oh, okay. yeah. And he said, at the time he knew it was to retire was when he was worried about getting hurt. So just one day, I just couldn't tackle anymore. I just was. Got a bit, um, got a bit head shy. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that does happen, particularly in rugby. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, you, 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 yeah, if you feel that you're not up to it, don't do it. It's a dangerous sport. It mm. is a very dangerous sport, and that's why we love it. Indeed. Um, well, now, so, importantly, yeah, biggest game of the weekend, um, Trafford Metrovic. Let's talk about Trafford Metrovic after a Premiership <laughs> game. At- Actually, because otherwise... <laughs> Steve were, Diamond's Trafford Metro yeah, exactly. against Rafi Quirk's Broughton Park. Uh, yeah. London Irish. Okay. Good things happening there, yeah. I, I believe. So, yes, although it should be tempered because the Worcester situation is uh, uncertain at best. The uh, motivation of those players must be questionable. Right the now. subtext in the conversation that was happening on Rugby Tonight is... I'm not going to say probable, but it's a very, very reasonable perspective that Worcester don't exist in a few weeks. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, obviously, we hope that's not the case, and we hope these potential backers that are being talked up. And Steve Diamond has said they will finish the season, but um, it's clearly a very real prospect. Yeah, because Simon Massey Taylor said uh, 
They're, they're weeks away from the winding up order coming into force and therefore uh, insolvency proceedings started however those are going to start, be it through administration or liquidation. But mm. that would be, as I understand it, subject to the uh, force majeure uh, COVID clause, the trigger for them to effectively drop out of the league altogether. Um, and they fail at that point, basically, yeah. unless a buyer can be found and it does appear that they are... It, it sounds promising that there are inquiries, but the price that someone would be willing to pay given all the debt that they're carrying... And the wages mm, for the coming season. And the, yeah, yeah, paying half a million pounds per month just in wages... Um, it's not going to be particularly attractive to many people, it, or, yeah. truth be told. So, we'll see. I've got a, a friend of mine who I play rugby with, right? And he's from Worcester, and he was telling mm. me, you know, oh, it looks like we're going to drop out, out of the league. Do you think I have this... Uh, maybe I'm being very self-centred in the way I've, I've thought, thought about this. But if I really supported a team like Worcester, or, or any team, and I happen to live close to it, uh, Sale would be a, mm. a good example, right? And it got relegated to like the to like level 10... Would that not be an awesome opportunity for you as an amateur player to go, and, to go play. and play for your the team that you've always supported? <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. Because like it's going to come back, isn't it? All these clubs find their level eventually. And you could be part of the history then of bringing that bringing club it. back through yeah, back through the ranks. I mean, I'm certainly sure that the lads at Sale FC who've done so well of late probably feel a little bit like that because FC went all the way down to the bottom. I bet the lads at Manchester who went through an awful time and now they're back at level five. Uh, I'm, ash- I'm, I'm ashamed to say when the money went, I was one of the players. Yeah. That went <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you later, losers. <laughs> yeah. I'm off. But yeah, they're really they a really big club. I have no idea how many, because I went, I went to see them fairly recently um, with Sam James yeah. coaching them from behind the sticks. There was no one that I recognised from the times no. that I played against them. Well, it, it, it was long enough ago that one of the young lads in the Manchester team who was kind of second team occasionally on the bench for the ones... The fly-off. Scrum, scrum half. Yeah, I know the guy. Uh, he, he, he then became captain when everyone went and was the captain and dragged them through that 100-nil beating every week. He's a, like, he's a legitimate club legend. He's a club legend. Well, he's now, and this is what freaked me out when I saw him at Broughton Park yesterday... Coaching Rochdale. It's like, well, you're, you're 12. What are you doing? <laughs> That's how old we've got. Wow. The youngsters that I used to play with are now coaches of teams. <laughs> yes, I can see that. Uh, oh, oh, do you remember a guy called Daz Wilson? This is so niche now. Daz Wilson. <laughs> so I think I do because I've seen Arnie's. Uh, oh, post. This is so inside baseball you, right now. Uh, do you know? I don't know what you're talking about, is. but it's just we're, we're just we're, we're chucking out loads of names right. of people well, that no uh, one else knows. Like this is a, this this is a true legend of lo- of so of local rugby. Did he play for Vale for a bit? Yeah, he's think, played yeah. all over the place, like Vale. Um, and he's all so there's a slat right, and he's played all over the show. He's played for like Lancashire. Um, I'd say he's probably into amateur bodybuilding at some at some yeah. point. Very quite short, very 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 stacked, and he's been playing in the league now for God knows, well different teams for God knows how long. Traditionally a scrum half. Oh, is he a tattooed scrum half? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He plays in that team with red and white hoops. Yes, well, he played, he played for Vale. <laughs> vale, Vale, Vale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he played at Vale. Anyway, he's found himself now at our level. Actually, we played against him last year. We played, he played for Liverpool, St Helens. He's now moved to prop. 
but he's still in good shape. So you've got this this very, very small, diminutive, yet very, very strong and stacked 42-year-old scrum half reinventing himself as a prop and still playing at a good level. That's D- awesome. Diminutive like Ian Witten. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. More diminutive even than Ian, even than Ian Witten. Um, but London Irish, you were mentioning. Yeah, it's very exciting. And in, Isn't in, it? Uh, I think it says everything about how London Irish play and some of the talent they have that... Uh, in our fantasy rugby draft group, when uh, the team that has Henry Arundel on their side went, oh, he's he's on the bench. Uh, my, my reply was, he's still worth about fifty points, even if they bring him on for quarter of an and hour. He, and he was, and he was. Yeah, he, he is ridiculous. Some of their players are ridiculous. Well, d- what does it tell you about the DNA of London Irish compared to the DNA of Exeter that they keep Arundel on the bench and Exeter keep Ewers on the bench? <laughs> and those, are the, those are the difference makers. <laughs> we're just going to be more London Irish, and we're just going to be more Exeter. How's that sound, boys? Yeah. I mean, you watch this game, and it opens up with Hassel Collins doing Hassel Collins things. You think, oh, God, that's, yeah. a, that's a phenomenal winger there. Because he, he, he is a big, strong boy. He's huge, yeah. Be, beating defenders, offloading, bouncing through tackles, scoring his try. Uh, and then you've got very different players around him as well. Yeah. and, and the, you, well, the, the options that they've got with, with Arundel, with Loader, if he ever gets back fit, I don't know what he's latest position I'm sure I read recently that he was hoping to be fit because he had injuries last year he was hoping to be fit for the start of the season Loda's a ridiculously good player yeah well, look, you know, great Will, player what happens if Will uh, Will Joseph is any good what happens yeah. then well, you've got, you got Parton part as well anyone who picked Parton, up Will jo- anyone who picked up Will Joseph in the mid rounds on FRD no, must be a very, very astute yeah. very player. shrewd yeah a mid hanging out on the wing midfielder hanging out on the wing uh, is always handy well, I, I think the, I think R- Yamsey. Hang on, Bernard Bernard, Bernard, Bernard van Rensburg or Yamsey van Rensburg yeah. or whatever his name whatever is. His him, name is. he's been a very very good signing because, like we say, there's not not many twelves. He also stepped in at ten, and for a team that are absolutely addicted to Paddy Jackson, that's kind of important because I don't know what happens if Paddy Jackson goes goes down. That seems like their backup plan so yeah. it'll be good to see Paddy Jackson coming off the field a bit more purely because it's a good thing for London Irish to have an alternative we, uh, it sounds patronising but we should at least just give Worcester credit for getting out there yeah. and, and mixing it up well, Worcester, for 80 minutes I mean they're not bad I mean you know they got battered by a team which score a lot of points London Irish scored this that amount of points against Saracens um, or you know they scored a lot of points against Saracens they scored mm. a lot of points against mm. all of the big boys Um well, the only difference was Worcester couldn't retaliate in kind with attacking rugby. No, and actually, uh, the forward play was all right. Yeah, Steve Diamond's words, I think, indicate that it's going to be a long road. He was, he said, we were expecting a thirty-point Tonkin, so they've had no preparation, no pre-season games, very disrupt- disrupted for obvious reasons. So, fair play for for playing and sticking it out, and um, he's hoping everything off the field gets yeah. sorted. Yeah, so Irish will definitely win the league, as will Exeter, as will as will Tigers. That's, <laughs> That's nailed down. Nailed. Nailed yeah. down. I'm so gutted I couldn't watch Bristol Bath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing, the postponement. I was so excited about that game. And to, to get... Because even the highlights I've watched have just had no commentary at all. No. You were just watching it with... That's it. Your own thoughts. Well right? Your own guys. horrible yeah. thoughts. Yeah. So, <laughs> and also, you can imagine someone very excited about... Um, uh, potentially someone who saw oh the game's postponed and it's not on BT Sport on the Friday night oh right this is this is the impetus I needed to pull the trigger and get Premiership Rugby TV subscription for the season which is what like 100 quid and you get access to every game mm, every game perfect oh no that's not on that either 
Uh, what? Was it not? No. Jokes. Uh, Absolute jokes. Well, again, I don't know whether it's cost, logistics, personnel, but whatever the case. But I've got an email from Ben McKenzie. Thank you, Ben. Um, and he says, uh, Tim J.B. Phil, love the pod, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was at Bristol Bath yesterday. I've no doubt you'll have other emails. and We do, thank you, but I've picked yours. Uh, and you'll have your ear on the ground in Bristol ready. But having been at the game with no TMO, another consequence of the postponement, mm. It was far better. There was no dissent from either set of fans when decisions were made because it was all over in the blink of an eye without replays on the big screen. I know we'll not be able to get rid of the TMO, but I hope this is food for thought in terms of how it's used. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Just like, just trust the refs to make the right decision. Yeah. So so who that was on uh, Gmail? Yeah. Because there was a similar message, I don't know if you read it, on Twitter. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Slightly different, yeah. but um, Kevin Hill on Twitter just got back from the AJ Bell. Okay. Can we start a campaign to lose the TMO from the Prem? Interesting. Matt Carley ref today with competence and consideration of what he saw in front of him rather than what he thought was going on around him. Uh, Sale probably came out on top of the 50-50s, but it st- still seemed like a much more enjoyable experience. I guess not being televised is a key thing, but it was great hearing players get on with the game, explanations allowing for doubt and uh, the most probable reason for the whistle. So an interesting, uh, similar view coming from the other rearranged fixture. Yeah, and who knows, we could be looking at this in months to come and go, thank goodness Premiership Rugby postponed those two games, otherwise we'd never know uh, another way. Um, A few other things, says Ben, uh, for you to decide what to do with. Um, Genge will pick up league points for Bristol. I'm not going to weigh in on the rearranged fixture, blah, blah, blah. But imagine if Genji's rampage within the first three minutes of the season was broadcast to viewers as well as a packed house on the Friday night. Yeah, yeah. he's absolutely right on that. Yeah. Genji showed up and he delivered, albeit some rather, not not suspicious, but is it fair that Genji is just allowed to play? I, I give massive credit to Pat Lamb on this. Go they, on. They, they made Ellis Genji, the, the, as you would, their big... Marquee signing, an England player, one of the best in the world in his position, a potential World Cup star next year. They made him every th- all the centrepiece of their marketing for this game, which they then sold out. Local boy coming home. Yep. Real big character. And Ellis Genge said, I want to play. And so Pat Lamb said, he wants to play. We, we want to play him. We're going to play him. Now, what, what Pat Lamb clarified was that players have to be rested for a certain number of weekends. They, it that's do, right, yeah. It doesn't stipulate when they have to be. Yeah, that is, that, that's, a, that's a good point, actually. You Is it five weekends? I can't I'm, remember I'm not what sure all the ins and outs. Yeah. So you don't need to have... But they made a case. They yeah. made a case and... Um, well, if Ellis Genge phones you up... play to him for digging their heels in. Yeah, and I'm completely down with that. I think if Ellis Genge phones up Eddie Jones saying, saying, I'm playing, I can't imagine Eddie Jones saying, no, do not do that. I, In fact, I imagine the opposite. I imagine Eddie Jones would love that, love that attitude. Yeah. But the rules are here for a reason. I could see why other clubs might be going. Hang on a minute, it, you know, um, or for fans more, than, more. Yeah, more fans than clubs because clubs understand the, the rules. But why they don't have all their stars out for opening weekend and then rest them for the next one? I don't know, or at least for their home game. That would it kind of would make more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, because you um, want to see Courtney Laws out there. You want to see Dan Bigger. Yeah. You want to see you know, all of these guys. Although there, there's probably a, I mean, these guys are so well conditioned anyway. It, it probably doesn't matter. But you would want the clear rest because in five weeks rest, you can have like three, let's say three deload weeks Mm. and then start to build back to fitness rather than compress it 
not really deload as much or not build back to fitness as much. Yeah, it's so true. It, it, the, the five weeks probably makes more sense from that perspective, but, yeah. he, but from the player's body's perspective. But uh, from a fan's perspective, if only this was televised, you want the, all of the stars out. Yeah, I, I think that we sort of get it back to front in some ways. Uh, it is it is a fans game, isn't it? The fans need to see their players, the, the best players. Opening weekend, they should have those players out. Mm. But, you know, it'd be stupid if you didn't have them out on the on you know on the final weekend. <laughs> so, well, you might. The, I, I guess really, I guess the argument would be, the more that you squeeze them out every time, the less likely you are to have them out for the final weekend. Yeah, maybe, maybe because because Genji is he's a particularly attritional player. Playing in a particularly attritional position, yeah. But there's there's not many props that you because I agree with, and I think we talked about it on our uh, Bristol preview um, that Ellis Genge is the kind of guy that will, on his own, pick up. He'll turn he, he will. he'll well, turn narrow defeats into wins uh, well, on several occasions. But no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not sure there's many props you can say that about where you're not talking about their scrummaging. Yeah, usually you're talking about they're going to win penalties. Ellis Genge is a superb player, right? How Bath did not realise that Ellis Genge would be up for this game is beyond me. Like, Ellis Genge's second try is se- so shameful. The, f- the first one is incredible. Yeah. The second one is a disgrace from Is it? Bath's it's actually like... Oh, so we thought Bath were going to reinvent themselves as this new gritty team under Van Gran who's no nonsense. Da-da! Back to old Bath. Like, just like that. Well, that that bit was that bad. That moment was bad, old Bath. But that on on the whole, and uh, Ben's point on the email, which um, from what I've seen, I, I would agree with. Bath have an edge back, which is great to see. They I got, hope so. They got under Bristol's skin and made them make silly errors. Um, he said, Bath have a South African coach, some South African muscle, and now bang up high balls from around halfway like the Springboks. Yes. I hope this does not continue when a Jomo, Joseph, Muir, McConaughey are all available. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, uh, that's the least surprising move in the world. Johan van Grand's coming in. How do I get... How can I fix things and get a game plan in quickly? Reset. I'll, the great I'll, reset. I'll just go back to... How can I do a great reset? Yeah. I'll just go back to well, sticking the ball up in the air. If you want to build back better, yeah. you've got to do it in that manner. Yeah. You absolutely do. So, it used to be... When you were building back better, you would do it with your defence, wouldn't you? That would be like the thing you did. The first thing you do, because it's easy. Not is it, is it, It's not easy to do. Sorry, how can I say? It's simple, but it's not easy. It takes the least skill. Yeah. But it takes it takes a lot of effort, but that's it. So in, in Steve Diamond, Diamond Parlance's quotes, if I have 15 guys that give a shit, we can do really good things. <laughs> and that is why people will really... Hot on defence for a little while. So you can go in, any 15 guys, if they really care, you can get a good defence. So that's what they did. Now it seems like the way you build your team back is by box kicking. For exactly the same reason, your kick and chase game requires pretty much no skill. I mean, some skill. The, the, the box kick does require skill. Yes. But the chase part, it just requires effort. Yeah. And as soon Get as you've got that, and run. you've got your defence sorted, you've got your kick chasing sorted, that's when you can start building in all of the flashy stuff. But you can't get there until you've got those fundamentals right. And people need to understand that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Bath have a, a bit of edge. Um, one one of the main outlets for that was Dave Atwood, who Ben says monster. remains excellent. Yeah. yeah, he's absolute absolute monstrous. He, I don't see a reason if he carries on playing like this that he can't go to a World Cup. Why would you not take him? He was running over lads for fun. Mm, it's interesting because the other so 
Atwood, I would think of him as, as a tighter lock mm-hmm. alongside Johnny Hill, the, the incumbent. George Cruis has obviously retired, but another tight headlock was back Lord and looking Spree good. Looking good. He did look yeah. good. Uh, For the first half, he looked good. Yeah. yeah. So let's back to who were we talking about then? Bristol Bath. Bristol Bath, yeah. Do you know what the most bath, oh, the, no, the least bath thing to happen is at Bath? Hmm. Piers Francis is the least bath thing to happen. <laughs> so Piers Francis He's started. Not a big enough name. No. And this is why I've, I kind of think it might work. Because with the best will in the world, he was never going to wear the 10 shirt at Northampton Saints, short of a, you know, basically a team bus disaster. That's the only way he was going to win that <laughs> And I think shirt. most people would have considered the signing as we did, which was like, oh, that's a handy squad player, but that's it. He's yeah, just back up. Cover a couple of positions. Yeah. Fullback, centre, come off the bench, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he is the starting bath ten. Orlando Bailey is on the bench. He was the bright young thing, and from what I understand, he is playing because in preseason he's been playing out of his skin. It's just awesome to see lads get an opportunity, re- reinvent themselves, and you know, take it. And if he becomes the fly half that Bath have always been looking for, it does make a farce of just looking for the big name time and time again, rather than just seeing what's out there and giving mm. lads a chance. Yeah, no, it's. it's- Good to see, because I, I did wonder. We've hardly seen him for the last few years. He's obviously in the England squad for the World Cup, but didn't really play. And he's been in and around other England squads, but not really since then. Mm. And I wondered, he's, I mean, he's 32 now. I wondered if we'd kind of seen the end of him. But yeah. No, it's, it's very good to see. Good. Very pleased. Uh, great start for Bristol, but hope enough for Bath, I think. And they'll have the wreck rocking, and, and we'll see how they go. Um, yeah, we'll see. Johan mm. uh, van Grand's obviously sorted some things out. It remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, they, w- they were in a position where... Were they two tries up? Yeah. Which is f- incredibly frustrating if you're a Bath, Bath fan yeah. to get yourself into a great position like that. Throw it away. Although, I guess the the positive, they did have the, the snap drop goal um, pretty much as the whistle was blowing mm. um, to to have a shot at winning it which obviously they did not. Final thing on this game, because it's a great oh, shout from James yeah. Sage, this email. I've seen this. Contact Chasers at gmail.com. Uh, it's going to be a quiz question at some point. It would make yeah. a great um, question of sport quiz quest- question. But <laughs> is Niall and its debut for Bath this weekend one of the best ever? Talk me through the that. debut. So he, before he took the field for his debut, he got a red card. Before he took the field, yes. yes. So there's a well, frack the, the try in the corner. Who scored the try? Morahan. Yeah, Luke scored Morahan. the scored oh, the try. He's on the bench. There's a little. Yeah, he's on the bench. He's warming up he's, in the dead ball area. Well, so try in the corner. He's war- warming up from from the angle of his run. It looked like he was behind the sticks, but the, from the because we've only seen the highlights, there was the the fracar, and then. Like the camera cuts away, and then there's another little skirmish sometime later. No idea how much longer, but in, in roughly the same place, but not quite. And he then runs in from 30 yards from under the sticks to. He didn't do anything, but he got involved in it, which obviously you can't do. So he got so, a red, so red card. Bath don't lose a player. Oh. Uh, but just. It, <laughs> He's got to wait to make his debut. <laughs> Another few weeks. Brilliant. Red carded before he's played a minute, thinking, a minute of rugby. So I, I watched this game and 
I was thinking then, what did Niall on it do? I remember seeing a red card. Um, because Tom Dunn was on the field. Yeah, Tom Dunn was on the field for the, the whole game. The Dunnanator. Presumably. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, one last thing for me. Ellis Genji's stats are ridiculous. Yeah, they're crazy. So he... If, if, you just, if you look at it from like a fantasy rugby draft perspective where you score... Uh, Offload defenders beaten. A point beaters, for every ten meters made. made. A point for every defender beaten. A point for every clean break. A point for every offload. A, yeah, a five points for a try. Yeah, um, point one point for every meter made. So it's, yeah, point for every ten meters made. So even ignoring his two tries, he would have been the best scoring person on the pitch. He he outscored. <laughs> he outscored Charles Pietau. Wow. He made more. He beat the same number <laughs> defenders, but made more meters. <laughs> As Charles Pierre, 71 metres made, seven defenders beaten, two clean breaks, one offload. Legitimately, right? This is not just a joke, but yeah, playing front row is so taxing. Mm. I mean, it is ridiculously hard. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, if you go from front row and then you play back row, you feel like it's not hard at all. You can run all day. What am I missing about Ellis Genge? Why? I mean, if that's how good he is with the scrummaging, why not? Balls one at six. I mean, well, who, who said it? Someone said it. Uh, Edward Page sent us an email, which was it didn't have any content. It was just the headline: "How long before we see Ellis Genja outside centre?" Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we got him and Barbary in the centres. It, it's not as stupid as people might think because you know who, who with the best will in the world. I, I can't imagine say. Cam Redpath dealing with him that that easily. <laughs> no. or no, Sam no. James well, in the outside channel. No. In, in, a, in a funny way, as long as playing the way Bristol, well, no, actually, just regardless, the, the, the skill levels are high enough that scrums you get maybe probably twelve in a game, something like that. Oh, there, gosh, there, there's yeah. not loads. Whereas at lower levels, you get a lot more scrums because there's a lot yeah, more errors. Bloody hell, are hard. Yeah, they no, they are. I don't, I don't doubt that. But what I, what I was going to say is, if he was in the back row, let's say, mm. actually, his job from a scrum is get off and go and hit the ruck to win win us ball um, or go and tackle go, go and go and nail their 10 yeah because you're getting a lot of those secondary carries aren't you from yeah, that second exactly. breakdown whereas he, from a prop he's got that time he's up and he's running around the corner it's, it's in, a, in a funny way if you only t- if there's only 10 scrums in a game it actually means he hasn't got any other job to do yeah but the lads are in your legs I mean if you're having a real ding dong in there yeah. it's it's a nightmare. Yeah. Getting from the scrum is a nightmare. But yeah, yeah, I guess that's why, you know, other than number eight who does obviously carry and pick up the ball from a scrum, if you're a flanker, you are just hitting rucks for the first yeah. few phases. And it's usually second rows or the props or the hookers coming around the second, third phase getting that carry. And quite often the front five will just stand up from the scrum and stay for when they jam back the other way. Mm. Well, whichever way you cut it, Genji's one hell of an athlete. He's incredible. <laughs> because he... He's big, he's strong, he's quick. He's not that big. He's, well, he's, that's, that's what I get well, about him in scrimmage. No, no, he's he, not he'd, that big. He'd be, he'd be a bloody big centre. Yeah, but he, yeah. He'd be an enormous centre. He he's, he's not... He's not he six foot? He's not an enormous tight head. Six that's right, foot, I, I'd say six head. foot 105 would be my guess. Yeah, no, I think that. he's more like 115. You reckon? But he is terrifying. That's the point. Yeah, he's very I, scary. I, he's, he's, he's the most intimidating, well, one of the most, in, yeah, he's the most intimidating rugby player in the Premiership. Oh, he's, so he's listed at 121 kilos. There's wow. no way he's 121. All right, I'm going to have to What's wait. What's that, 18 he's, and a half? He's dense. 19, you know, 19, 18 and a half, 19 stone? Yeah, 19 yeah. stone. You know, I didn't think twice about weighing wow. Sam Simmons. I wouldn't weigh Ellis Genge. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be careful. So, Curran says he's one 
186, which would put me at 61 and 121 kg. Wow. <laughs> 121 kg is not sm- However you cut it, it's not small. He's not 121 kg. I can tell you that just by looking at him. <laughs> but you thought Sam Simmons was 90 kg. Um, did I say that? What, what did I actually say? What did I, I'm sure my weighing of him confirmed exactly what I thought. His income profile has him as 117 kg. Yeah, I said 95. Uh, I know. I think you had 104, and the Lions had him at 90. Uh, that was the yeah. Was I can't remember. But anyway, the weighing was conclusive. <laughs> that's all, that's all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That we need to know. Uh, so, uh, Broughton Park scored a fourth consecutive win go. against Trafford Metro. That's what we want to hear. Uh, don't you love local rivalries? Yes, I what, do. What's the Disbury Talk H local rivalry? Um, well... <clears throat> We are. We don't really have one at the moment because we kind of left our rivals behind in the in the old leagues. Okay. So um, usually it'd be Heaton Moor. Okay. And you know, towards the end of the game, everyone's pointing at uh, Rolexes. Like, sir, sir, it's, you know, it, uh, it's almost time up. So two quite like, affluent clubs. Um, always been relatively low level, and so always been. The, but you, know, but you, haven't, you haven't been able to have that rivalry reignited. What about Sedgley Park? Was there any game that was always that had a, a bit of edge? Always, so when a, a kid and a, an adult um, filed, partly because the kits are very, very yeah, similar, but always kind of the same level, um, certainly my age group, and then... Uh, filed a burgundy and white, aren't they? Burgundy and yellow? Uh, filed uh, a, a, a burgundy, orange and maroon. Yeah, claret and gold, as, as Sedgley would call it, yeah. claret and gold, but filed basically very similar, but with a bit of white thrown in. Yeah, so I so think... Like, claret, claret and gold, or... Uh, burgundy and yellow. Yeah. That's quite maroon. Is that all maroon? Think, think, maroon, Brad, maroon think and yellow. Bradford City when Benito Carboni was in the Premiership. Perfect. Yes, but with a bit more white. Yeah. Uh, white shorts, whereas Sedge generally, so, historically, would have either black, um, historically, exactly or um, burgundy claret shorts. Of course, from Sedge have is they play National League, so there's a good chance that you won't be in the same league as your rivals. Whereas yeah. Broughton Park are always in that sort of same league. So if you're going up too quick, you'll you'll lose your rival. Rivalry is a great... I guess Playing senior yeah. for Sedge, it was always whoever the closest team was. Mac- yeah. Like Macclesfield, Macclesfield or Manchester, Preston, Manchester, yeah. Fylde, yeah. uh, Coldy or... or Kaelin uh, Would be the two <laughs> above them these days. Um... So yeah, so at, at under fifteen level in South Manchester, there's a br- there's a really lovely rivalry between Trafford Metrovic and Broughton Park, two local rivals. Steve Diamond's Trafford Metrovic, Rafi Quirk's Broughton Park, both in the same kit as you say. So we had to we we, we turned our shirts inside out. Oh, to play nice. Today. Um, You've not got the lads uh, an away strip yet, Tim. Not yet. Not yet. We, we had our Working away strip on, on. 
or, or alternative kit this weekend. I didn't want to like it, but I can't help but love it. Oh, is that the Chevron one? Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but yeah, you, uh, it you, is, you told us about it's it. It's solid gold. Against the constitution of the gold. club. Well, no, because oh, you're, you're black and gold, aren't you? Yeah, black, black and, and gold. yellow. Black and, it's more of like a, it's like a yellow, like, orangey-yellowy type. Right? Right, point, point to a shirt in the dungeon. Uh, closest, so. Probably that. This referee yeah, shirt. Referee this shirt, Royal yeah. Navy referee shirt. Beautiful. It, yeah, towards the, the bottom end here, it's like that. And then it's got a very unoffensive rugby league chevron up it in black and it looks great mm. looks absolutely great it is great. a bit rugby league though isn't it well yeah it was an, it's an in joke in the club which uh, unfortunately ended to the disrespect of hundreds of years of history but you know <laughs> hey I won't, I won't whinge about it but it does look good <laughs> so, but there, there, so there's a great rivalry going on between these two clubs and sometimes you have it where just you have what another team's number and there are other teams that have got this with us. We, there, there's certain teams that Broughton Park under 15s just seem to always get beaten by, but we seem to always manage to just pull out a win against Traf- Trafford Metrovic. But because both squads had like 27 lads in, which is brilliant, uh, it ended up being we went light in the first half, they went light in the second half. Oh. <laughs> their their first choice team beat our backup uh, and wider squad. 19 nil, and then we scored 31 un- 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 unanswered points. Good, amazing. Ours. So, yeah, yeah, they, they, um, got, they got three tries, then we got five, which is a little bit like the yeah. Wasps Gloucester game. Right, it's very so much we, like the Wasps. Can we just Gloucester go back game. to that? Yeah, the, I, I know you've got to do this rotation of players, right, to get everyone again. Everybody got half a game at right. least, but then who wins from the good guys? From the good guys, the goodies be- beating the baddies, and then your goodies. Beating it was their it wasn't exactly like that. It was there was rotation going on, but we decided to to just start with the guys that that we that we wanted to give some game time mm-hmm. to, and then and then flooded the team, and they they went strong from the start. So uh, so you called all your bench finishers or, for, yeah. or game changers. Yeah, game changers. Yeah. Did um did Trafford have some good players? Yeah, anyone, yeah. Anyone, anyone stand out? Yeah, they're, they're, num- they're a couple of players in their forwards. They're number eight and their lock. Very good. Are you? I'd quite like to poach those two. I was going to say, did you? Did you get those business cards made, which you said you were going to do? So you could just put them on, like into players <laughs> on the way and, out, and the uh, brown envelopes. Yeah, brown envelopes of cash. Well, I was paying ref- kids at this level, Tim. I was refereeing today, so I was just you know just putting in some little. Yeah, yeah. you'd look great in that. The yeah. Hey, if you want to go places, you want to come sign with some of us. I know people. Um, so yeah, if it's very much like Wasp Gloucester. It is. Because I think that might be... So am I right in saying there was all the points in the Gloucester Wasps game were scored at one end of the field? Yes. Is that right? You are right. Yeah, it's 21-0 at half-time and then 27-21 was what it finished. Yeah. So, yes. So you got your money's worth if you were at that end. That end. <laughs> and nowhere else <laughs> on the pitch. So Wasps are one of the teams who are not 100% guaranteed to win this thing. They're yes, one of the, but they're, d- they're definitely not 100 percent guaranteed to win it. I am certain they can beat anyone on their day. And I, I, I think- no, it's it's not just that they're not 100 percent guaranteed to win it. They are 100 percent guaranteed not, not to, win. to win it. Yes, maybe, maybe, but they can. They can. I think they can beat anyone. I really yeah. think they can beat anyone. Their game plan is so solid, and it just it's almost like the wasp coaches have looked at what they've got. And uh, you think, how can we just distill the game of rugby into a few core components which suit our, our players, and that's all that we will do. So the Wasps breakdown is a nightmare. They are all over the breakdown all the time. Sometimes it's great. Other times they concede 16, what, 16 penalties in the second half? 
It was massive. It was yeah. huge. And I don't know what went wrong between the first half when they were absolutely dominant and the second half where they just sort of lost their heads. Oh, well, well, they, that, that, they didn't yeah. have the... They didn't have... Sorry. Wasps almost never lost the ball in the first half. Gloucester, mm. Gloucester just couldn't retain it, so they were never having to jackal because Gloucester just never yeah, had it. And at what point... And this is where, where I was watching the game going... What's going on? Because I know you've got Jack Willis on the field and maybe you've just got to let him go and do what he does. But at what point, how many penalties do you have to get against you before you have a little huddle and go, look, ne- just, let's just let's just fan out and trust our defence because we're well, just they, getting... Well, maybe they don't ourselves. trust their defence. And I think that's what the penalties tell you. The penalties tell you that Wasps do not fancy defending phase after phase after phase because they're not built like that. I don't think they've... I don't think they've probably got the quality to do so. And they also, they lost their captain... Um, part way through the first half, and um, well, I have said Captain Brad Shields, uh, be Shields or Launchbury, the Launchbury should have said Launchbury. I'm looking through the team. There's a lot of inexperienced boys, either inexperienced full stop or inexperienced in that team. Mm. Um, so it should have been Launchbury, I would guess, then who should have shown the leadership. But you're right. They, I think they should have just said. After the first six, you've got to just wind it. You've just got to stop, take a step, and trust your defence. Yeah, mm, to a degree, yes. But you know, like I said before, um, I don't think they do trust it, their defence. The defence wasn't. It wasn't the. So there was the Lewis Ree Summit try, which is one of those things. Yeah. That's gonna, that can happen against any that, team. That could have been 28, 28 nil wasps. That ended up being yeah twenty one seven. Yeah, but the others were. It wasn't. They weren't getting busted. It was pushover tries yeah. from that brilliant um, Gloucester Mall. From penalties that so were I'd, kick territory, kick the, territory. The defence wasn't weak yeah. in in that respect. Yeah, no, I don't think we saw examples of it in this game where it was weak, but I, my interpretation of them not trusting it or giving away those penalties is not trusting their defence. That, that's what I would say. Um, I was going to say, the other thing about Wasps, uh, the way that they're built is I just love... The use of their uh, the use of their skill players, and how they have managed to basically uh, load up with lots of guys who aren't quite fly halves and aren't quite fullbacks. Uh, so you had who you have Atkinson today. Did did did, did Hayden Wood make 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 an appearance? No, he didn't. But uh, Mills and Crossdale, Mills and Crossdale, are both yeah, both fit that that bill. And Odendahl was. Uh, he's, he's a big he's boy. More, he's more Esther Hazen than Jimmy Gopeth, but he's not full Esther Hazen. Yeah, uh, somewhere in between the line he hit for oh, his try was awesome. Uh, just contrasting Wasps with, with Exeter. Okay, the Exeter. If Exeter had lost that game, maybe we'd be saying Exeter should have taken a step back and done something different from their process. Uh, but they stuck the process and, and they won. I think it's easy to say in hindsight, like wasps should have changed their process, um, and then you know, I mean, uh, yeah, they obviously should have in this case. Yeah, but they also they it's, were also twenty one nil nil up. Yeah, and so you I can understand know. why they they would want to stick to it. It's it's even harder to move away from what you've been doing if what you've been doing works yeah. so well early on in the game. They're attacking the way that they play rugby works incredibly well on turnover ball. So that's why they are challenging yeah, yeah, yeah. every single breakdown. But when they when they nearly won it two seasons ago, they got to the final against Exeter and lost, I think it was 14-10, something like that. Oh. That was on the back of, it was a good defence, it was brilliant uh, jackling skills, 
and then it was letting Josh Bassett and Kibberigi and others yeah. just go wild when you were getting turnover ball. And uh, it was a dog, a dog as well. And they lost that Premiership was... final on a breakdown penalty. Nathan Hughes hands in the ruck. Oh, Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes. Uh, uh, w- w- sorry, go on. No, no. Yeah. After you, I was going to say this. The first half of this game, because the second half is not really fair on him, but first half of this game, it was my favourite performance of someone who I've for a long time thought was very talented, but I've not thought we've seen the full potential. Charlie Atkinson. Charlie Atkinson, yeah. His first half was brilliant. Mm. He did everything right. He took his try well. He's very steppy, great offload, some great range of passing. Loved his performance. And I, I really hope he gets a... A good run in that ten shirt because he's he's almost not. I don't because I've got Jacob Umanger in fancy rugby <laughs> draft. But yeah, that's that's purely selfish. I agree but, with you. Yeah, he's um, he's not been trusted with the keys because of Gopeth and because of yeah. um, Umaga. I hope he gets a good run in there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know what they do with Umaga if he does get a good good run. Do, is he just a backup? He's going to play fifteen. Well, well, they've. We don't know. I've said this before because when they brought in Will Hayden Wood. My interpretation was they look at, rather than having these guys as nailed-on fly-halves, they look at them as fly-halves slash full-back options, like how yeah. they're using Crossdale, mm. like they used Demarga a bit last season, and yeah. I think Atkinson as well. well. We'll see We'll see in selection in the coming weeks. Trent Ledbetter sent an email to us at 3.47pm this afternoon. So oh, half-time. D- during the half-time break. Well, is, is this wild celebrations? Uh, and Trent um, emailed contactedchases at gmail.com. He's from Cincinnati. Oh, nice. Wow. So, uh, uh, thank you, Trent, for your for your ears. And he said, uh, I hope you're watching my wasps and regretting not doing a preview of this illustrious, albeit currently broke, club. Uh, yes, uh, and we will have to rectify that at some we, point. Yeah, we, we do. Really do. We'll definitely do on next season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm tying this into a preview you, uh, you already did of Exeter, I believe it was in that Wasps have a lot of young talent on this team and some veteran leadership from the likes of Brad Shields. And I think there was Leicester we would have been talking about there. But yeah, Exeter, you can class that as well. He said, this is a team that shouldn't lose more than three or four guys for the international windows and a schedule that should suit a team uh, that needs to grow. As in, And he points out that some of the toughest games are actually later in the season when they've got... Uh, so he said, there will be some growing pains, but this is a team that has talent, especially especially in the forwards, as well as a flashy back line that feed off their play. Yeah, the, the box office talent across the park. Mm. Not a lot of depth in the squad. No, there's not. It's a problem for Wasps, that, but they are very good at deciding who to keep, I, I find. Yeah, they're very so good. So they seem to get rid of a lot of guys every year, but they always seem to manage to recruit well. Um, looking at this, you've got uh, you know, Tom Cruise, we've spoken about uh, ad nauseum. Um, You've got Sam Spink, who they picked up. Uh, I'm trying to think he was an more. academy guy. Was he, was he not playing? Was he not playing somewhere else? Thought he was playing uh, Nottingham or somewhere. I think he came through or the Coventry academy on that one. But anyway, uh, perhaps not. I'm not sure. I've got no idea. Uh, yeah, so they seem to recruit well. They seem to recruit from the Championship much better than much better than other teams. I think that's because they take the Championship quite seriously, uh, and they seem to let go of the right people and retain the right people. Did anyone think that Alfie Barbary was quiet today? He had a few good moments in the first half, the, the try that was disallowed. Um, but yeah, he wasn't. You can't be incredible, ridiculous every game. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think 
So that's his calling card, is it not? Being ridiculously good every yeah, game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he does. He only plays one game in six. Yeah. Well, there, there was two things on this. One, Gloucester do have a good. They have a well-drilled pack defensively, uh, and they know he was. He is a danger man, but also. I think we often, maybe not always, but we often see him as a game changer, a finisher, mm. where he is more dangerous because he's going against tired bodies. Yeah, I just felt like, I saw him on the field in the second half. I was like, oh, he's been playing all, well, all game. If, you, if you're judging any Wasp player on the second field, then uh, the second, second, in the second half, then yeah. you, you'd be saying the same thing. Oh, yeah. Wasp. Gloucester. Away. Gloucester. Um, they, they look to me determined not to score. So. <laughs> Between 50 and 60 minutes when they're getting all those penalties. They, they lo- I've not seen Jack Singleton butcher a line out for a long time. And he threw it right into that, uh, is it McDonald? The the lock for Wasps? No. Yeah. Right his hands. Like, wow, that just does not happen. And he, he did, there was one right at the end of the first half as well. I mean, noth- nothing went right for Gloucester in that first half, but... Uh, Less than a minute left. I, they had a line that, out, but but the difference is that is a yeah. They were poor in the first half. They were better in the second half. They'll go away, take their learnings, take their learnings. Of course, they, they've got a they've got a a rest week. They've got their bye week next weekend, and but that that's a game that they lose last year. And so I I actually as as, as much as I was watching the first half thinking, oh god, I I predicted Gloucester to finish third. When it what was I thinking? Whereas actually, I'm going. No, do you know what? They would have lost that game last year. I don't think they would have last year. I think they yeah, got they good would've. last year. I, I think... Dep- depends when it yeah. was, because they had that terrible run of form towards yeah. the did end. They have no, they did they, they not definitely... have 10 games unbeaten at one point? They, they had a, a they very had a good, good start. Run. They were looking like they were, the fourth was theirs with about seven games to go. Yeah, that's and right. And then they threw away most of those seven games. I think they're very And they, very they good. lost this fixture last year. Did they? Yes. Oof. Well, maybe they would have lost it then. Maybe that's conclusive proof. They, <laughs> no, they, they, they did they lose did it. They did actually lose, <laughs> it. <laughs> lose it. So no need to speculate on that. Uh, let me jump to Quinn's uh, uh, Newcastle via Ben, uh, who's emailed us. Ben Tubby, uh, he got in touch, contactedchases at gmail.com. and says, uh, firstly, as a Quinn's fan, I would like to apologise to Newcastle fans. You probably could have gone around and done that one by one. That was a bad joke, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Newcastle fans. He said, as a Queens, Queens fan, I'd like to apologise to the Newcastle fans for the daylight robbery we committed. We somehow managed to win that game, but the ball retention of Quinns was beyond awful. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, no, no argument there. He said, I just want to get your opinion on the Nathan Earl try. Yes, uh, it shouldn't be a try. As that was not given as an offside when... Newcastle player was blocking the eye line of the Quinns player, yet in the ref- referee dismissed it as that Quinns were looking for the penalty. However, in the Exeter game, Maunder spots an offside player and charges into him to emphasise the offside and is hailed as a genius. Yeah, I think you can't you can't compare the two incidents unless they occurred in the same game because referees ref differently. I agree with him that it shouldn't be a try. And the other try I think it shouldn't be a try that... I, try, I can't remember which game it was, but there was a clear and obvious high... Is it Leicester, maybe? There was a clear high shot in the build-up in the build up to, to the try. I was like, I can't believe they didn't come back for the foul play. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't... Maybe it wasn't Leicester. Because there was one... There was, a, there was in the Exeter-Leicester game, there was the knock-on that they came back for... Um, so Exeter scored. Yeah, yeah, the base. Yeah, from the base. There was a knock-on. Two, two players went to pick up at the same time, and it, it only went an inch forward. But it was a knock-on. 
and so it was going to be Scrum Leicester, but then they reviewed the footage again and found a very dubious high tackle um, to kind of give Exeter some momentum back and give them a penalty rather than uh, totally lose the the momentum. No, there's some sort of high shot. Anyway, it doesn't really matter too too much. I think it's important to remember, uh, because Ben was just mentioning on the email that Quinn's were not very good around the breakdown, and they were. But I think it's important to remember, this is a 24-game season, and we've talked about two clubs not playing their best, far from their best, and still managing to win. Mm. Did you see the red one, Trey? Um, Just just finish that point. And and so Gloucester and Harlequins fans, I think they should feel good about that. Yeah, and actually the scoreline isn't as bad as it looks, because... um, Newcastle threw away the last seven points, and they were right to throw those points away. They were they were trying to win the game, and it just happens. So yeah. the, the Rad one, Radwan try talk to me. Oh my god! They, I mean, like there are there are some people who say, "Oh, he's a finisher," or "He's a finisher." I think he's a better finisher than even Reece Summit. I think Reece Summit does better sort of spectacular uh, you know, corner to corner things. But no one can finish like He's so steppy, isn't he? It's, yeah. It, it, and he's so fast. It was textbook. It was textbook. He he drags in the defender by about, I don't know, a yard it was, by angling in. It's all, out, it's all or, done in the five-meter channel, isn't yeah. it? On the, right, on the right wing. He is lethal. He needs to be playing for England. I, I, and you can leave out whoever you want. I don't care. Leave out Ellis Genge. He needs, he needs, to, <laughs> he needs to play for England. I think he's, a, do you think he'd still be doing that if he was scrummaging for so 15? Who were Johnny Maygood. Who, were, who are England's first choice wingers currently? Who were they? It was Joe Thock and a singer picked, wasn't it? He, did he play the first game? Yeah, he played the first game. Oh, who was... Uh, it wasn't Daly. He played it in the final Johnny May. Winner. Jack uh, Noel. Oh, Tommy Freeman. Tommy Freeman. Freeman and Noel. Freeman the, and Noel. So which, which one of those would you keep with Adam Radwan? Uh, would I keep with Freeman? Freeman. So you'd, you, you'd Adam Radwan for Jack Noel? Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd do that you, you've got to get Arundel in there. Get the kids in. Yeah, get the kids in. You always want the kids. Well, Arundel scored, was it, trying his first bloody touch, Ferland yeah. Nash. First touch of the season. What's first the... touch in an England shirt, he scores a try. And I, yeah. I can believe he actually... He actually it wasn't instinctive and just sticking his foot out to kick the ball. He actually went, oh, right, okay, hold on. I just need to chip exactly Tiny there. Because it, it was, the guy's just let it bounce. He's a mix of Tiger Woods and Linford Christie. <laughs> <laughs> it was very impressive. I mean, the second one, he just had to fall over the line. Yeah. But the first one was impressive. Oh, it's, it but, was... but that Radwan try is... Yeah. That's got to be the best try of the weekend. I think it's amazing. Uh, because it's very technical. Like If you're trying to teach a winger how to step, that's how you do it. There is like a science to it. Drift, and it's drift so- one way, in, out. Yeah, that's it's, exactly yeah. what I did. It, it, yeah, but it's, it's the drift to fix. Yeah. There's no point just drifting if the player can drift with you. You almost drift in the opposite direction that they are going to fix them. So they have to like reverse and then you go... And he's so so he's fast. so fast, so fast. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what happens up in Newcastle. I mean, presumably, if they spend up to the salary cap, they'll have as much chance of winning it as, as anyone else will. Just in terms of pure um, talent, this is a good performance actually. So they should be pretty proud. They, they should be pretty, pretty, pretty proud of this. But I just like to see Radwan go to to lose or somewhere. <laughs> like, if he doesn't get into this England squad, just go to France. Yeah. I want to see him on absolute biggest Chris, club stage. Christy Wade at Racing this season and then Radwan next year. Radwan goes to Racing would be great. Yeah, Regan Grace will be back next year. That's the problem. He's got to go somewhere else. 
Uh, well, Toulouse, yeah, Toulouse lost. They lost uh, Ches and Colby, didn't they? Yeah. I, 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 I'll Amos, see if I can... Am- Amos' face, the uh, Wolverine. Yes, Medar. Medar, so yeah. Radwan, go to Toulouse. That's, that'd be awesome. And Uge went two, two years ago. Uge. One of the saddest days in rugby history. Yeah. Um, and to, Toulouse are currently... Oh, it's just finished uh, half an hour ago. Uh, they were playing is uh, the Colby Bowl. They were playing Toulon and Toulouse hammered them. 20, yeah, I love Toulouse. And Col- that, that was on free sports. Was it? Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be more top four team rugby on there, but that's... If you've got a... Satellite, it's uh, is, is that if you got Sky or, or BT, it's on there, or is it just oh, really? on preview? So, uh, I'm not uh, sure. Don't know. Are they finishing last season or are they starting this season? I can never tell with the top, top <laughs> I think this is either the very last game of last season or the first game of this season, yeah. So like they're, they're only two weeks apart. Um, okay, Do, uh, one, one other point in this. Um, the, did you see the scoring pattern? It went Quinns, one for Quinns. Two for Newcastle, two for Quinns, two for Newcastle, two for Quinns, two for Newcastle, two for Quinns. Yeah, it, it, it was just two, two, one, break, two, break. two, 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 two. Yeah, the um, it was uh, like it was like table tennis. Uh, no, no, like a uh, badminton. Uh, what's the one where you do that? Oh, it doesn't oh badminton. You do the two. Do you do two serves? You win. You win the. Oh serve. no, table yeah, tennis. You win the point. Table tennis. It's table tennis, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Table yeah, because badminton, you have to win the point to yeah. then score. Or it's a tennis tiebreaker. Whatever, And I can't believe JB's let us wait this long to talk about his beloved sales. Here charts. we go. The boys are back. Uh, the boys are back, and they are going to win the league. And this is the only game that I've not really seen anything of. So uh, you're going to have to talk me through it in and there's no, it excruciating hey, detail. How long have we got? About an hour? Well, <laughs> at least an hour. All, all, all I'll say is when you do catch up with the footage that. That Northampton Northampton Saints change kits have been dreadful down the years. Their their powder blue, I like the powder blue. The powder one. blue one was dreadful. This one is awful. Oh, I get, the wasps kit is awful. Right, I'm glad you mentioned the wasps kit because I was thinking, can it? Is it possible to make unconventional but nice alternative r- 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 rugby strips? And I think wasps have done it. With that, I do, I do, I, I, and I, the reason I think that is because yes, it's got a silly little pattern on it. The colour's kind of nice, but the colour palette of all the sponsors is just a flat white, and I, I can kind of get behind that. It looks all right. The, the colour, the sympathetic colour pa- palette for sponsorship, great. However, it looks like uh, a soft mint chewing gum that's marketed at fifteen-year-old yeah. girls. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's not good. I, their first team kit looks alright. They've gone back. <laughs> they've gone back to hoops. Their yeah, first team kit. That's change kit. Uh, Do you know why they use Hummel? By the way, anyone know why they use Hummel? Because, like me, they loved that Danish football team in the late eighties. One of the reasons, rugby league. No, uh, it's because they are the only kit supplier that will do wasps um, rugby and also the netball team. Uh, None of the other kits kit suppliers will, will do the netball team, so they went with uh, they went with Hummel. That's well, interesting because there are other like Saracens have got a netball team as well. Yeah, yes. Who, who, who's that kit? Now, unless it's, unless I it's have heard a they've rumor. They've got Castore. Yeah, Castore. 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 Oh, Castore. Yeah, I'd say Castore. Castore. So yeah, Castore. Yeah, there's an interesting story about them and Wolves, which I will not mm. regale again. Um, but apparently, Saracens' kit deal was not very lucrative. So the way you do kit deals is 
um, this, the kit manufacturer comes to you and they pay you to make your kit and hopefully they'll sell enough replica yeah. jerseys or whatnot yeah. to make up for that, right? They're not going to sell many replicas, are they? Well, Saracens decided to go with Nike because they thought Nike was a brand which was big enough for Saracens. So they mm. got a very, very small deal. Whereas someone like Sale got a very large deal because they went with Samurai, if that makes sense. Or Mac- with Macron now. Well, talking of kits, I love the new Sale kit. It is a good looking it's all right. kit. It's a shame about the sponsor. I mean, it's a good sponsor. It's a big multinational brand. I'm sure they're spending a bit of money, which they need. But I don't like a little cute smiley face on the, on the front of a rugby shirt. Yeah, I mean, that is a problem. But, you know, it is what it is. The kit itself is nice. So let's get into this. Delighted that Gus War is starting. Love Gus War. Um, Can I uh, t- tell you how lovely he is? Oh, have you, have you met Gus? I haven't met him, but... Um, uh, I, I know that he's lovely from the simple point of view that he spent a good, um, he spent about an hour giving some, just get, giving some time with a guy on our Broughton Park team who is converting to scrum half. He loves it. He and absolutely he, loves and he it. He stood with him for an hour, and even to the point that that, that I was chatting to the lad um, Charlie, I was chatting to this lad like, well, you know, what did Gus teach you? And he said, well, we we did it for ages, and he he spent ages on him, just even like right. He's holding the ball, and he he went. He was just so. I couldn't believe how giving he was with his time. Yeah. He said, "It's like what, what was he? Did he have other stuff to do? No, he was just. He just gave me a full hour of. Here's he what you do. And then he pass the ball a thousand pound, a thousand times over the over he, the hour. He legitimately loves rugby. So yeah. he also coaches the uni of team. Uni of Manchester team. Mm. Um, he's been down to Talk H a few times because our coach also does some uni of. But yeah, I, hang I can, on. He coaches University of Manchester rugby team. Uh, I, I didn't say this. Where oh, was, where on, was he? <laughs> About two years ago. COVID. Uh, University halls. Party. No comment. No comment. <laughs> yeah, he's. So he it's is. all true. Yeah, it's all. It's all. It's all. It's all his fault. <laughs> um, yeah. He absolutely loves it. Co- coaches, um, uni of. Uh, if he wasn't a player, I suspect he'd try and be an actual coach. He just wants to still be able to get into the the AU night on a yeah, Wednesday in the yeah. students' union. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I tell you what, I don't know if you know this. Notice with his passing, I don't know if this is just a sale thing or what. But both the sale lads, and I've seen Rafi Quirk practicing this at Carrington but they just seem to throw the ball as hard pass the ball as hard as they physically can every time they get get, get to a breakdown I've, I've seen Rafi Quirk doing some drills just passing drills and he will just pass jog to the next ball pass and he is sweating yeah, buckets by it the end is of it. Knack- I've, I've seen the same, same drill at Carrington and they just does he pick it up off the floor as in like does he stand up full, fully with it and pass it or is it one but, off the floor but a, but a bit of both I think yeah he must have done this about 25 times when I was watching and it looked absolutely exhausting and they absolutely leather it when you see Gus Ward doing that now I don't I don't know enough about scrum half play to know how important it is uh, is it more important to you know, pass it fast or is it more important to get there and you know rather than set up and just actually move the ball away does that make sense so the yeah, physical yeah. speed of the speed, ball speed. is that more important than actually speed and accuracy yeah and timing yeah. and all of it but yeah it's it's, well, it's all about speed like if you're because one of the main things that teams have looked at over the last few years well no it's not just the last few years it's all, all stems from I think Eddie Jones when he was coaching the Brumbies um, mm. 20 odd years ago was is the speed of rook yeah. Speed of rook, speed of rook, speed of rook. 
So what's the point of having a speed speed of the rook if your scrum half is either slow to get to the rook or slow to get the ball away that is or delivers a slow pass so if you can get the fast rook and all three things from the scrum well, half when you watch them play okay they will sacrifice I think in any, anyway they sacrifice time passing the ball so if you watch Rafi he gets the ball and he almost pushes the ball into the floor you've mentioned this before before he launches it and you see Gus doing the same sort of thing saying like the actual physical speed of the pass is more important, or then equal, yeah. actually moving the ball quicker. If that makes does that make any it, sense whatsoever? It does, it does make sense. They're prioritizing the, the great looking the, pass, the ball speed, yeah. rather than the uh, speed from start to finish. Yes, that's exactly what I'll, exactly what I'll I'm saying. Keep an eye on it. But um, <laughs> where, where, sure is, where is where is uh, Rafi Quirk? He's injured. Injured. He's how long? Yeah. How long is it? Because he's. So obviously, he's been injured for ages. He's just had a, an extended break over the summer period. When when do we get to see him again for do, Sale do and or don't, England? I don't know. No, I don't know either. Mm. Um, so Sale, very very muscular. This is exactly what I wanted to see from see from <laughs> Sale. I am delighted. Um, I always thought that Rob Dupree playing ten or Rob Dupree anywhere on the field mm. um, is not going to end up particularly well for Sale Sale Shocks. And I actually think that the most important thing for Sale, for their creativity, is not who was playing 10, but who was playing 13. Because when Rob Dupree was at 13, it didn't go so well for mm. Rob. Or, it, actually, that's not true. That's not true. He did have a couple of good games there. He also had a couple of very poor ones. Sam James, he is the key to everything that Sale do still. If he's playing at 13, there's a good chance that they'll be very, 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 very creative. When they mix him and George Ford, it's going to be, they're going to be a nightmare. As for Northampton, I looked down that team list and I, when they're shorn of a few key guys, you just feel that, that you just don't feel as confident in them. No. They're, they're a top four side with a full 15 out and they're a mid-table... Mid-ta- lower mid-table. Lower mid-table when, they're, when they've got a few guys missing. They just don't yeah. seem to want the fight, do they sometimes? Well, that's not... Well, I, no, I don't agree with that. I think if you watch the Premiership semi-final, they they went to Welford Road and really oh yeah yeah gave when, it a crack. No, when they've got yeah, that, I mean that's what I mean. And they got themselves to a Premiership final by s- scrapping out some wins, but they've got way more in their locker than that. Yeah, it's, those characters that you're that you're referring to, Dan Bigger, Courtney Laws, uh, you know, L- Ludlum, um, Tommy Freeman. Yeah, not so much Tommy Freeman as good as he is, but I, I think of those three which I've mi- mentioned yeah. then as guys who are incredibly confrontational and drive everything forward, when they're not in, they don't look to me as if they're even marginally aggressive. Harrison did the same thing too. Tamona Harrison would give them that engine to you know to go forward and get in people's faces, but when they're not, when they've not got those guys, they're just about Dave relatively Dave nice ribbons and guys like that as well. Yeah, mm. relatively nice rugby. That's uh, what they do. I think they're going to be fine. I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about the whole season. They'll be. They'll be a bit bit disappointed. But when, when I looked at the team sheets when they were announced, I was like, ooh. Actually, yeah, still not scrimmage. So I, I, I predicted Northampton last week, yeah, but when so. I saw the team sheets, you felt it was going to go sales way. But well, I was very surprised that this went so strongly sales way mm. when I saw when I saw well, the, the team sheet. The scoreline looks favourable because there was two late Northampton tries. Twenty nine three at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, twenty nine twenty two. It finished. Um, how did Manu get on? Reasonable, reasonable, reasonable. But nothing. I didn't think so. Nothing, uh, I mean, nothing it, special. I mean, good. Pro- probably Gen- enough. Genshin was, was better as a twelve. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good. Uh, Manu's a good player. That's it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess the other side of that question is: um, Did he get injured? 
No, no. Uh, Good. Did, did he? No, no. no, no, no well, I'm, 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 oh, right. I, I thought. Okay. No, no. He's fine. No, I'm not, I've not heard that he has. Did we go for a nice, relaxing recovery walk up a hill? Yeah. Tomorrow. I, I thought Sale got their selection right in the end. I, when I looked at the team, I was like, Oh Christ! The thing I worry about most for Sale is is a lineout. Uh, Matt Postlethwaite and um, Visa in the second row are good, powerful lads. But they're not necessarily great lineup, mm. great, great, great and line-up, line-up was, no, operators either. Akka was throwing arrows, wasn't he? Yeah, which is, can be problematic on occasions. But actually, I thought they got the section right because the guys that came off the bench, the front row in particular, I thought were good. They've got a load of quality there. Good to see. I hope Harrison has another big season or a big season because we've not seen the best of him for a couple of years. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, James Boy's ace, um, Roebuck. Uh, is looking like he's going to be a proper Premiership winger. He's massive too, uh, and then uh, Reedy off the bench. So pretty happy with all of that sort of stuff. Skozan, Skozan, right? Picked him up in fantasy rugby. Yellow card. Cheers, mate. <laughs> well, your, well uh, mate, that was that was the. Uh, I would have been delighted just to get a yellow card. Yeah, right. My team. Oh yeah, has so, fallen apart. I, I made some unnecessary trades to to make sure I had a full complement of players, and I needn't have worried because I have buried Phil by a good hundred points. Wow! Answer me this: Tom Tom de Glanville uh, allegedly was on the field for eighty minutes as a fullback. He ran for zero meters, no zero clean breaks, zero defenders beaten, zero offload. That's hard to do. Uh, he did manage to concede two turnovers despite not doing anything with the ball. Without not going forward. And missed two tackles. Uh, and made zero tackles. So he did He did nothing positive. He only... Like, as in, nothing. Do you think Bath would have done better if he wasn't on the field? Well, he, he had, genuinely, he, legitimately, Phil's fantasy rugby draft team would have done better if he wasn't on yeah, the field. Yeah, yeah. Because he got negative three and a half points. But he did... So tries nil, tries says nil, meters gain nil, clean breaks nil, defenders beaten nil, offloads nil, turnovers one nil, uh, tackles made nil, penalties kick nil, conversions kick nil. However, he somehow managed to concede two turnovers and miss two tackles. Astonishing. Despite not doing anything. <laughs> Astonishing. Astonishing. I can't imagine how you do that. It's unbelievable. Mm. So yeah, I, I am top scorer. Uh, in in our fancy rugby rugby draft league, and I, I've not even looked, but I'm fairly confident I will be the lowest scorer. Yeah, you are comfortably by a you long had, way. You've had a shocker, Phil. I've had a shocker. I mean, my back three in as an entire unit was on minus three point four because Josh Bassett somehow lost points as well. Ugh, and Ollie Thorley, Ollie Thorley had one of his like bad games. Not Ollie Thorley is is feast or famine, isn't he? Yeah. Well, there was a, about three, three, four years ago where he was all feast. He was just 40 points a game every week. Not so much anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this season's premiership is going to be so hard to do any any betting on. Any betting mm. on. Uh, well, with that in mind, how did our predictions go last week? Do you remember what you predicted? Uh, I think I predicted... I did predict Exeter. I can't remember. Predicted Gloucester. Uh, I predicted Northampton. You predicted Northampton, you lunatic. Yeah. I predicted Saints, Gloucester, probably Leicester. Irish. Irish. I went. I definitely went for... Quinns. Um, yeah, Quinns away. And what's the other game I've not... Uh, Bristol. Bristol. And I, I, got, I went Bristol. for Bath on that. So yeah. I got four out of six. Yeah. 
would not have won. Either four not. or five. So before we do yeah, predictions, it is only right for me to say, URC is back next week. Yes. So I won't, it'll be interesting to see that you've got these two leagues now, both partly owned by um, CVC. Both do things differently. And I really honestly think the URC marketing is really good now. I just think this is the this is the year that that league is gonna. I I think I'll be on par with the Premiership. Nah, I really do. You know, nah. I've just got a feeling it, it seems uh, to be better. Still, run. Yeah, I know. I know. There's Worcester in the Premiership who may not. Uh, you know, hopefully they're still there in a month's time. But they mm. could, they could not be. They're, they're, the top teams are great, and they're going to do better in Europe than the English clubs. But the, the top to bottom, there's still a massive disparity, which is the Premiership strength and yeah, mm. that is true. Well, the and, and, and there's a hundred, hundred like in the case of Bristol Bath, 134 years of that fixture, and uh, it's it's a very very special. Well, thing, I so. mean, this is exactly you, what you're doing is you're building up an argument to be absolutely livid with Premiership rugby because they've had all this, um, had all all of the stuff which you've just said, all the history, all of the inheritance. And because they're incompetent, they just well, threw, threw it away. I, I, I do think you have a bee in your bonnet, and it is possibly personal. Hundred percent is personal. With, with, <laughs> well, there you go. You've got a personal thing with Premiership Rugby. I'm going to keep coming back to that point. They're only representing the clubs, and how easy are the clubs to work with? Very hard. Because mm. if if they're not all pulling in the same direction, it's mm. really hard. If you want to get access to players to make some really cool stuff, I I, I can tell you, some clubs are a dream to work with. Some are much more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got to when you, when you got to corral thirteen different entities into one vision, it's tough. Which is why those clubs need to step up too. But in, well, what are the fixtures then? Let's do an ACA for this weekend. Friday um, night, Northampton host London Irish. Uh, one million points will be scored. <laughs> yes. One million. Get, get your if you got fantasy rugby draft players playing in this game. Get them on the park. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. I. Think Irish will win this? Uh, I'm going to go home win, and I think they're going to win it by narrow fifty-three win. points to forty-six. I think your scoreline is probably not far off. Um, Northampton. It depends what team they put. If they put out a similar team, give, give me yeah. Irish. Yeah, probably. If right. they put if they, if bigger and big courts are back, um, Hutchinson, Freeman, then mm. I think Saints will win. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, mm. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm just going to say, give me Irish, but I'm going to go give me Saints. The only thing you got to look at, right? The only thing you got to look at is are the locks playing for London Irish? They will be. So you're going for Irish. Irish, right? Fine. Simmons Sat- and Coleman play. They win. Saturday, four three o'clock kickoffs. We got Bath v Sale. Bath v Sale. Oh, Sale, easy. Yeah. Sale are by far the most dominant team in the league now. <laughs> Uh, easy. Dynasty Dynasty, yeah uh, uh, No There is enough I've seen from Bath to, to make me worried I think Bath style Their new muscular style Will be hard They remind me a lot of Sale So hopefully Sale Are a little bit further on On, yeah. the, on the journey I was going to say This is uh, yeah. Two similar sides Going head to head And I think I Sale, can, Sale will edge it I think I speak for all three of us Where We hope for a repeat Of the epic 6-3 uh, 6-3 Oh heaven Yeah uh, then we got Quinn Saracens, big Ooh, game. Oh yes, Sarri's back without. Oh yeah, see this right. Look at this game. It should have Marcus Smith in it. Yes. It should have Owen Farrell. Yes. It should have Maru Itoji. Correct. And all of these guys, and it's going to have none of them. No, no. no. Uh, did you see? 
out of interest, did you see the Saracens team that was named but didn't play in the Premiership Rugby yeah. Cup? Yeah. Yeah. It was tasty. Strong. Oops. Yeah. Well, if they put that team out for Harlequins, Harlequins are going to be in for a long old afternoon. Yeah, and uh, that's why I'm going for Saracens. Yeah. Oh, where are they? They are at Quins. At Quins, I. Give me, uh, give me Saracens. Give me Harlequins. Okay. Uh, Leicester, Newcastle, Leicester Tigers. Yep, definitely. Uh, Wasps, Bristol. This, uh, th- this Ooh, is a side of my game. Yeah. And then now, I. One thing, so Wasps did some brilliant brilliant things. Uh, a lot of them revolved around Ellis Genge. Wasp, sorry, sorry, did I say Wasp? Bristol did some brilliant things. A lot of them revolved around Ellis Genge. However, we don't really know where they are because they were playing the worst team in the league last year. And they, yeah. might, they might have moved up 1% or 10%, but we've not really got a gauge of where Bristol are at the moment. So this will be an inter- and will, will interesting Will Ellis Genge test. have to step back on this one, I guess? Yeah. I mean, he's he's got to step back at some point. Now, he's Bristol are playing tier two Europe, aren't they? I wonder if they'll do with Jason so Robinson with Ellis Genge. Just home home, games. Just, just home games. They might do. Uh, do you know, with the welfare policies the way they are, it's not the most stu- stupid idea, is it? Turn yourself into a top 14 team, win all of your home games, and then chance your arm on the away games. On a few away games. Also, we've got an evening match... Oh no! In fact, there's one. There's before the weekend. It's worth pointing out Thursday morning, Australia v New Zealand, ten forty-five a.m. Thursday morning. Is was it Friday right? morning? Yeah. Is that definitely? Is no, that, that been definite? Is that Friday morning? Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. What time? Ten forty-five a.m. And That's interesting. The Argentina South Africa game <laughs> is Saturday at ten past eight. Wow! In the evening. Thursday morning, so that'd be yeah. Thursday night. I don't know if there's a a, a special is Hol- it like Anzac uh, Day or something like that, or is it? I don't know. Is there some special public holiday on the don't Friday? Know. Who knows? Don't know. Where uh, Where are you looking at? Because uh, it it does say that on BBC, but uh, wh- no, I, it- I remember looking. Uh, I remember looking on um, on the TV guide, the TV planner oh, right. to hit to yeah. record Radio it. Times to record it. Yeah, th- yeah. Thursday uh, and. Uh, so what are we saying, Wasps or Bristol? I'm going to go home win. Yeah, no. I think uh, so. Yeah, Wasps. Sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to work out my timings for Thursday morning. Um, you can't you're cancelling uh, m- uh, large contractors. Um, <laughs> well, maybe booking a meeting or or two um, around that time. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that. Um, yeah, ten forty-five. British summer time. Ten forty-five. Wow. Awesome. How how strange. Yeah. Um, I, I probably w- <laughs> genuinely, I probably won't be able to watch that. Uh, Worcester, Worcester versus Exeter. Uh, hold on, what are we saying? Wasp Bristol. I'm saying home win. Well, I'm saying home win. Home win. Uh, Sunday, Worcester, Exeter. 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 Yeah, Exeter. that's an easy yeah. one. And who's on the bye week? Uh, Gloucester. Already, <sighs> which is why I picked up Worcester's front row already. Mm. Clever off the yeah. waiver wire, Clever. especially when I saw Cam Neal was playing at seven. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, I think Camille is a seven now, isn't he? Can you pick him up well, independently? That means, no, you can't pick him up independently, oh, which means he gets classed he? as a front row, which yeah. means Worcester get four rough front row players. Very although, clever. although that's just four front row players to get battered, battered. by Exeter. Yeah. More penalties. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a tough one. Uh, do you want to do some URC stuff? They've got Benison ben- Glasgow on Friday night, Cardiff Munster. Cardiff Munster could be, could be cool. Uh, also, Connors at half seven on Saturday. Mm. That should be a good game. Uh, Zebra versus Leinster. That's oh, not be a good game. game. Yeah. 
Lions Bulls. I, I'm quite interested in, in South African stuff, actually. Mm. Uh, Scarlet's Ospreys. That's quite a good, good opening. Um, good opening yeah, day. Yeah, that's good. And uh, that's all the pro. That's all the RC that we'll do this season. Well, there you go. Well, Fantastic. Oh, uh, we'll have to bring back your URC report. The <laughs> yeah. URC report. What happens? I don't remember what we did for the URC report. You, 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 we, just you, you had a jingle. Yeah. You had a big jingle that was a massive hyped up jingle, and then you went. There were some games. Yeah, some, and that was the URC report. Some teams or something, lost, like, I, I tell, something equally flippant. We are going to take the URC a little bit more seriously this year, lads. I'm telling you, it's going to be a better league than it has previously. We'll see. Yeah, mark my words. Mark my words. Well, uh, I was just looking at the fixtures, and some of them excite me. And then That's I looked it. at Zebra versus Leinster. It is. It's fifty percent are interesting fixtures. There yeah, is, they are. There is wheat and, then, and chaff. And then the worst thing about it is. When you get the good fixtures, like uh, Leinster v Munster, With as an example, no all rested. Yeah, oh. they do. I would, yeah, no international players. Horrendous. What is the point in that? Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's it's an amazing showcase of the talent that they are bringing through. And so yeah, that's not necessarily Lions what you Bulls want to see. all over that Ulster Connacht. That'd be fun. Zebra versus Leinster. Even Edinburgh Dragons is like, uh. yeah. You don't like the Dragons? <laughs> dragons are the best sport, sporting organisation on the planet. Um, Munster travelling to Cardiff to smash Cardiff. Well, so Cardiff are interesting. Maybe, maybe aren't not because Cardiff have got. By the way, where does Toby Falatel play? Don't know. Try. I don't know. I, I legitimately do not do not know. Uh, One of the teams. Well, it'd be quite astonishing if he doesn't play. This season, because I'm not sure I've heard him been signed. Cardiff. I heard he signed for Cardiff. I heard he was training with uh, training with Ospreys. He's. Is, is there a press release to that effect? Uh, he's listed as Cardiff uh, on Wikipedia. So it's Cardiff. Uh, yes, there's, a, there's also a Wales Online article about it, and other places. Yeah, BBC. Oh, good, okay. They've all, yeah, Dai Young explains why Cardiff signed to Lupe Falatau. Because he's ace? I bet that was a difficult... Yeah. Why did he fight <laughs> yeah. sign him? Well, he's ace. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Give me the 5,000-word uh, essay on why... <laughs> yeah, Falatau. I mean, yeah, if... Um, yeah, if Wasps need to, you know, describe to the fans why they signed Sam Spink, I, I, I get that, you know. You know that, that does need some, some, you know, need some explanation you might never have heard of Sam Spink. To Lupe Falatau... Easy. One of the best eights of all time. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the URC. That's all the That's all the rugby. That's, that's all everything. the everything. Any other business? Anything going on? I've got a massive void in my life at the minute because Better Call Saul's finished and, and and I haven't started a new series and I cannot, I, I just can't bring myself to get into it at these new Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings things. Um, I've heard some good reports about uh, the new Game of Thrones. I've heard some terrible reports about the Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going through. Well, uh, after this, I'm going to go through all of the um, league tables from the English pyramid uh, pyramid system. See what the results are, which is my favourite activity in the world. I should have done that before tonight. I'm going to watch some NFL as well. Oh yes, I'm going to watch NFL tonight. Yeah, it's back today. Um, well, this week. unfortunately, I hate, hate to break this to you, Aylesbury lost their second game. Oh, oh what? what? Were they robbed again? Yeah, absolutely robbed. Ben, Ben. Oh, did you want to say something about? Oh no no it's fine it's fine but t- but Tombridge Juddians uh, did win yeah they they beat in in a battle of Kent they beat Canterbury the battle of Kent go Hugo 
Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Right, um, I think we all... my, my, my thing, I've not watching any TV series, but I've just... <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. Um, I just, on Friday, had uh, about 470 square feet of um, Mahuhu Parquet delivered, mm. which is... Um, it took me a long time to get down to the cellar, to the gym, although it's got to go up to the attic at some point. You're insane, you know this, don't you? But because um, it's reclaimed, it's absolutely filthy, and I've got to by hand prepare it. I did tell you this, and I was, and I was thinking, I have, I have made a terrible, terrible mistake because I was thinking, oh, how hard can it be? I, I, to, we had this conversation prepare. over a coffee. Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. to you, right? Yeah. You know, you've got to remove the the, the back yeah, of this. Clean, clean out the tongue. So I don't need to remove the bitumen. Do you not? No. So that's fine, but it is in bad condition really bad condition uh, so the blocks are beautiful but they're just filthy covered in gunk and adhesive and muck and grime and someone, everything what, someone put like a lino over the top of it or a- uh, there's bits of stickers so do you know where it's come from JB does know where it's come from I do know where it's come from it's come from uh, Debenhams in Gloucester wow so <laughs> I've got uh, 43 square metres or 400 and something square foot of um Reclaimed Muhuhu African Hardwood Parquet from Debenhams in Gloucester. But I think they must have done a demo or strip out or something prior to taking up the floor. It's in, it, it will look amazing when it's finished, but I've got to hand clean each one of these, clean out the tongue and grooves, sand it um, around the side, scrape everything out of there. Now, I've done four hours' work on it. And you've got three blocks. <clears throat> so. I've got 3,000 blocks to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. How many... <laughs> Mate, this is ridiculous. How, many, man, it... how many do you think... How many do you think I'm doing an hour? I'm hoping you're, you're doing... 15 an hour. <laughs> you're uh, doing 15 no, no, no. an hour? No, no. Yeah, but I, I'm really glad I'm just doing the quick maths. But no, you've got... Okay, <laughs> so 15 an, an, an hour, hour would be 200 hours. An hour, hours. three. I'll go 20 minutes per block. 20 minutes per... No, 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 no. That would... That, uh, 20 minutes per block would... I mean, you're talking then that that would be um, a thousand hours work yeah well, tip. yeah so good so <laughs> I'm having it, these in, I'm having these installed in about oh, okay, four good. weeks time oh, thank goodness for that yeah. Phil so it's not that insane however it's still quite insane and doing and doing um, about 30 an hour is my current run rate which will take me a hundred hours so Jesus that would be t- two Christ. weeks of a full time job so so I might have to I might have to look at an alternative well yeah, I mean, it's well, a ludicrous Two weeks of, a full, of your full-time job, if it was someone who clocking in and clocking out, it's more like three weeks yeah. of a full-time job. Yes. Yeah, for, for a man yeah, it's, more, it's more like one week of my full-time job at the moment. <laughs> for a man whose time is so valuable, why did you... I mean, I why did you do though. this? Can't you... you, you just why are you doing... No, just more's the you. point. Why are you doing it? Can't you get some cheap... Like, yeah. it's the sort of thing that... I don't know. Possibly. You've got, you've got friends with kids... <laughs> Show master it right. There you go. It's also a bit of child slave labour. It's not very good. What's like, the Broughton Park under fourteens doing on yeah, Tuesday? Right, exactly. <laughs> this is what, it's what, this what they need to get into. Stop that whole car wash thing. You fundraise by going and cleaning people's parquet. Yeah, reclaim parquet around floors. here as well. You make a fortune. Yeah. Um, <laughs> book me in for an evening this week. And I'll come over. I'll come over and sell some blocks. Let's do it. It'll I'll be bring good. some tools. Do, do we need a do we need a power sander? 
No, because we, so we're just giving them a cursory sun around the edges to make mm-hmm. sure the the tongue and groove fit together, mm-hmm. and then a, a very light sun on the top. The full sun will be when they're laid, so we can sun them evenly. So you need th- you need stuff to listen to, not watch anyway. Yeah, yeah. You can go through a lot, a few, a few, a few uh, Rogan podcasts, a few Lex Feed Friedman podcasts. Yeah, yeah. a few econ talks. Yeah, listen back to some old egg chasers egg episodes from seasons gone by. Exactly. Oh, I do that all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, right, thank you very much for listening. Uh, contact eggchasers at gmail.com, patreon.com forward slash eggchasers for more. And let the boys play. Always play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.